Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis, VOG K-Dub, Kenny Watson, and Tits Legendary, screening your calls and bringing you the BTOsports.com motocross news. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. MX show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Once again, here we are live on the Las Vegas Strip. Pulp MX show brought to you by, presented by BTOsports.com, as well as our other sponsors, X Brand Goggles, JGRMX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets, Kicker, and O'Neill. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me, as usual, is Tits. What's up? Hello. Missing man for tonight. Missing man formation, Tits. It feels a little empty in here. I'm not going to lie. No, there is there is no Kenny Watson tonight. Um, our usual co-host, uh, he will be back, I believe. I hope so. And uh, uh, he was a little upset last show, and uh, he stormed out of here. I've been in communication with him. He uh, said he wanted to take some time to think about things. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we're going to give him that time. We're going to give him that space, Tits. You know, in any good relationship, you got to know when to take a step back. And evaluate. Right. Right. Some emails, tits. Uh, let's get to these here. And we got some voicemails and stuff. Uh, yep. 
thank you, everybody, for listening. A joke is a joke, but you, Stephen Tits, went too far. I don't blame Kenny for walking out. I hope it was not for good. I hope he was just tired and wouldn't care, couldn't carry the show any longer. He may not have been a famous rider, but he is a true, knowledgeable legend of the sport. The Pulp MX show would be a big, fat zero without him. I'm sure all of us fans of the show understand what Kenny is saying, even if the words aren't always 100% correct. It is just a unique part of who he is, and whilst I enjoy Kenny Bonics, once is a joke, twice is funny, but more than that is lame, like the whole Ellis fat thing with Steve. I would love to see the show fold as you guys have a – I would hate to see the show fold as you guys have a great <laughs> thing going over there. I love the freaking show, dude, all caps. Uh, Legends of Motocross Ratings. Ricky Carmichael, 110%. Travis Pastrana, 100%. Jeremy McGrath, 95%. Michael Byrne, 99%. Tim Ferry, 90%. Ken Watson, 96%. Chad Reed, 80%. Steve Mathis, 15%. Tits Legendary, 0.05%. This uh, this guy uh, Peter uh-huh. he, he ranked uh, ranked the motocross legends and uh, I I'm ranked as a motocross legend. Well, 0.05%. I'll take one, it. I'll one. take it. Yeah. Carmichael's 110%. That's fine. So definitely uh, uh, not a fan, Pete, of what happened with Kenny last week. Uh, Kip sent in a message. Tits new role, throwing out stupid socially inept comments during discussions between people with no real molar knowledge and antagonizing Kenny. is driving Kenny away. Turn the volume down on tits because nobody is hanging on to his every word. Please come home. Some passionate people. Steve, what the fuck is your problem? Why do you always have to put other people down? You're constantly attempting to find fault, point out a mistake, or always cutting off callers and guests. Fuck, dude, let people talk. This last pulp show, you were so fucking bad. Let the show be about your guests and your callers. Get off your know-it-all high horse. This show could be so good without your shit. Let it go. Let Kenny be himself and quit putting him down. Hey, Keith. It's like my good friend Jeffrey Ross says, I only roast the ones I love. Yes. We, we don't do this to Kenny because we don't like him. Uh, you know, it's all in good fun. Mathis, you overweight, basset hound, loving fool. You are the man to start up and keep an amazing moto-related show going. I've tried to do such things only to quit because of failure. Enough blowing your bubble now onto Kenny's. I listen to the show each week. During this past week, I hear callers calling in and praising the old mighty one. And his response was he he wanted to win team manager of the year. Blah, 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 blah. To me, K-Dub should be team manager of the year just because he is who he is. Number one, he understands most fans. He doesn't sugarcoat shit. Three, Kenny Bonics. Four, he has a legit team. That's part of the part of the requisite for winning team manager of the year you have to have a team you do have to have a team yeah uh five to show moto chick what she was missing i, th- I think you read this email last week no i don't think so oh you read something six like it is maybe funny as shit seven look good on his match.com profile <laughs> um yeah so anyways it, it it goes on and on listeners uh emails uh about kenny and the performance last week let's talk about this week's show and uh as i said uh I think he's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna come back. Let's hope so. You know, uh, our sh- our guest this week is going to be Chad Reed, which uh-huh. is cool. Uh, Brett Metcalf and Mercedes Terrell, former Miss Supercross, is going to be in studio. Which I'm surprised that Kenny couldn't make it for that because, uh, you know, perhaps he has a shot with her. We all know Kenny's single. Yeah, I'm married. You're married. I am. So maybe Kenny would thought that he could uh, maybe get her. I. Um, would at least, you know, want to take a shot at it. Right? Yeah. Maybe try to impress her somehow. Sure. I don't know. Um, 
And then also, too, we're going to have Kyle Chisholm on real shortly. Um, so let's, uh, let's go to the phones right now. Hey, Ron, you there? Yeah. Ron, what's up, man? Thank you for listening to the show. What's going on? Uh, this is the first time I listen to the show. I listen to all your podcasts all the time, and uh, I just want to tell you I'm a huge fan. And uh, I just I love all the work that you do. You're For a racer, it's all the stuff that I want to know right. behind the scenes. And i got to tell you, like I've been to two Supercrosses this year, and your observations were like 100% of what I saw, everything. I just thought it was awesome. That's what I'm talking you know? about, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And Thank I, talked you. To, I talked to a lot of my friends, and they agree that for a right. racer, this is the best information out there you can get. Well, I try, man. Better than Wygant? Better than that Redux column? <laughs> I love the, the trio with Wygant and Ping. It's great. I laugh. It's, it's such good stuff. The, I, I just listened to the, the Hannah uh, podcast. That's one of the best interviews I've ever heard. That guy made me crack up so much. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he was good. He was classic. I enjoyed doing it. Um, uh, it's funny that you're calling in tonight because we don't have a regular co-host on to, uh, to tell you to go hang yourself. That would be another than Kenny Watson. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, he, he, he's uh, taking leave this show, and I'm devastated. But, um, but <laughs> I didn't hear what went on last week, so I'm yeah. kind of ignorant to that fact. Yeah, no, it's all right. But, uh, uh, no, I, I just love your work, dude, and keep it up, man. Oh, thank I'm you. Really Appreciate pumped it. On yeah. it. Yeah, thanks, man. I'll, I'll keep it up. Thanks, Ron. All right, thanks. All right, bye. Uh, do we have Kyle Chisholm? Yes, sir. All right, Kyle Chisholm. Uh, Chiz. What's going on? What's up, man? How are you? I'm bored, sitting in the hospital. Yeah, calling live from the hospital right now. Still in Houston. Uh, Kyle Chisholm after his uh, his bad crash uh, at the race. And uh, unfortunate, man. But how are you feeling? Like, uh, pretty scary times there, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a little rough, but I'm actually doing a lot better than they, than they thought. Um, sorry about my voice. My voice was still pretty bad from the feeding tube and the and the breathing tube and all the stuff they had in me, but mm-hmm. um, I'm actually doing really good. Like, not really in any pain, you know. Here, I haven't been taking pain medicine for like the last two or three days, you know. Yep. Just kind of bored sitting here waiting. I have a chest tube in still. Uh, they were hopefully going to take it out today, and uh, actually somehow got like air sucked sucked back inside of me, and they had to suck it back out again. Oh wow! So I had to for an extra day. So hopefully. Hopefully the last chest tube will come out tomorrow, and then I can go home after that. So yeah, really, huh? Jeez, that's a rough. Yeah. That's a rough go. What do you remember about the crash? Uh, Brittany's here. I have it on speakerphone. She's here because I, uh, I honestly, I don't remember anything until uh, like Thursday night. Really? Um, wow. I guess I think they said my chain broke or something. I'm not mm-hmm. sure on the. Yeah. I think it was on the rhythm section, like where Wyndham crashed. Also, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, but. I don't. I don't remember anything. Um, nothing at all, really. I guess I, I crashed though, and from what everyone has told me, um, I crashed. And obviously, I uh, Max was actually. I'll tell you my diagnosis first. Um, I'm actually good. I'm just. I'm really bruised up. Like my hands and my wrists are like all black and blue, but like they don't. It's just weird. I'm like really bruised up, but they don't hurt, and nothing's broken. You know, nothing's nothing's bad. I just have like. It's either like three or four broken ribs, and then uh, my my lung. I guess it was a pulmonary contusion, is what they called it, to yeah. my lung. So, uh, so I guess I. Uh, anyways, so that's my actual diagnosis: just uh, some broken ribs in my lung. But I guess the lung was just really bad, and I guess when I crashed, I just started coughing up a lot of blood and was yeah. losing a lot of blood really quick. And so they said I probably like passed out, like kind of like 
right. or started passing out, you know, right there at the track because uh, losing so much blood obviously wasn't getting very much oxygen <laughs> to my brain and, yeah. and all that, I guess. So it's kind of out of it. And, you know, I, I guess I don't remember anything. I guess uh, I think David Villeman came down there. I, like they strapped me to the, uh, I guess the paramedics, not the Astros guys, like drag, like drug me off the track. And then they, they put me on the back, yeah, which obviously they shouldn't have done. Um, in case I had a neck or a back injury or something, but yeah. luckily I'm okay. But um, I guess then they put me on the backboard, and I was on the backboard with the neck brace on, and I was like choking on my clothes. I guess I was choking on my own blood, and oh, was, like kind of breathe. I don't, I guess I don't remember anything, but so I guess I got into a yelling match right there a little bit with David and Brittany and everybody. Of them, you know, telling to let me off of the ride really? because I was okay. But, you know, David was, you know, obviously just trying to help. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a freak thing. And, I'm but, okay. Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, Never guess, mind all this blood everywhere. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. So, anyways, I remember anything. Obviously, I was just losing a lot of blood. And um, so, on the way to the hospital, they were trying to keep my neck brace around. I guess I was like ripping it off because I couldn't breathe because I was choking on right, right. blood. And, oh. and I, I got here, and they put me, I guess, in, like, a drug-induced coma or something just because of all the blood and everything. Yeah. And uh, obviously I was, like, freaking out, you know, but don't really remember any of it. Um, so they did that. Um, I think it was in that for, like, a day or two. And then they just kept me, like, heavily, uh, you know, sedated. I had a, after that, you know, for a few days. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't really remember waking up until, uh, like, Thursday night. He missed um, Valentine's Day. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's oh. unforgivable. <laughs> you bastard, Chisholm. <laughs> How dare you? I just, I just realized that yesterday. I told I was, like, apologizing yesterday. Dude, um, you know what's crazy is you wear a chest protector. Can you imagine if you didn't? You know, like, I, yeah. don't, know, I don't know what that thing did. If it did anything, it had to have helped you, though. Yeah, man, yeah, it definitely had to have helped. Um, so, yeah, I know everyone makes fun of me for the chest protector, <laughs> but, again... Uh, time and time again, it always seems to, to at least help me a little bit. Right. Yeah, or it would be worse if I didn't have it on. So it's uh, I know it doesn't look the best. I actually like riding without it better, but right. I guess like this, I you know I could have been a lot worse, you know. And so when I got in here, they I think they were telling them that I was probably going to be in here for like you know three or four weeks, you know, maybe like a month. And, oh wow! Um, I'm actually hopefully getting out tomorrow, obviously. So. Um, yeah, they, the doctor said they've never really seen anybody recover so quick from how it came in. So, so I guess that's really good. So doing doing really good now. It was just really bad at first, but um, you know, I'm doing doing good now. So how was uh how was your vision as you were flying through the air? Was it good? <laughs> the last thing I remember is that I could just see the ground really good. Thank you. So Thank I you. I played stuff, and that's what that's what saved I, me. I, think I have your I have your goggles like, here, and and they're full yeah. of blood. Disgusting. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll put them yeah. on a plaque for you or something. You know what? Um, so uh, I know it's really early, but when are we going to see you back racing? Do you have any idea? Uh, honestly, I have no. I have no idea. Um, okay. I uh, obviously, I'm still not 100 percent on when I'm even going to get out of the hospital. I'm supposed to get out today. Now they want to keep me an extra day mm-hmm. and uh, take the chest tube out tomorrow right. in the morning time, and then they. Have to monitor me, make sure my lungs lung stays good, you know, without the tube. You got, and um, it's you all got, good. I can go home tomorrow night. Can you fly so, or you have to drive? 
that's all I'm going to find out. Hopefully, I can fly. Right. Um, I can get out of the hospital tomorrow night, hopefully. Yeah. So, but um, Brittany actually has family in Houston, so it's been kind of convenient for, like, oh, when wow. I was in ICU, yeah. she just went stayed at her aunt's house in, you know, in Houston here. So um, it's been a little convenient, I guess, to get hurt here. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I have no idea. Hopefully, I can get out tomorrow, and then I'm going to obviously go, go home and uh, see, see my doctor and, you know, see what they say. I, I go see Dr. Augustine up in Jacksonville. So, um, see, you know, like I said, I think my lung is going to be the biggest thing. I have three or four broken ribs, and mm-hmm. other than that, I'm just kind of bruised up and beat up and, and just my lung. So, yeah. I think uh, not, you know, I haven't really ever done that, done like this before, obviously. So, mm-hmm. not, a, not 100% sure on what it'll be, but I'll definitely let you know. Um, right now, sooner the better. I mean, I want to be back out there. I've been a little bit bummed at first because I've the last couple of weekends I've actually been you know, riding, you know, some of my potential at the races, you know, and you know, actually riding good. And so a little bummed as we get hurt now. I've, you know, I feel like I was just kind of, you know, getting getting at my best. And uh, but you know, I, I I know where I belong now, and everything happens for a reason. And uh, I'll be back out there soon enough, and yeah. be back where. Yeah, I'm not sure how much, like I said, I'm not sure how much you remember, but you were riding really well the last few weeks, Chiz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember practice and everything, and I was uh, top five on the board, you know, both practices at yeah. Houston, and I was at Anaheim, too. Do you remember talking to myself and Wygan about that bet? I do. I remember that. Oh, you do remember that? Okay, all right. So we're good that far. Anyways, that was about 6.30. <laughs> I remember everything up to the heat race, you know, really. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, man, a uh, real bummer, Kyle. You had really started to step it up and, you know, uh, uh, get on those practice times and get in that board and get in that mix. And couldn't have happened uh, to a nicer guy at the worst time. And uh, and it sucks for, for the sport. But on one hand, you're going to make it back 100%. You, you definitely scared a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, it's, I'm doing way better than uh, when I came in and – um, you know, and for what the doctors expected and everything. So definitely thankful, thankful for that. And uh, so that that's good. And, uh, you know, hopefully make a you know, full recovery here as soon as I can and get back on the bike and get back racing and uh, and get back, you know, hopefully everyone, I know it's, it's tough, but hopefully everyone remembers, you know, how, how I've been riding the last couple of weeks before I had my crash. But, um you know, I'll just have to get back out there and, and do it again. So. Right on, man. Well, we didn't want to take you too long. I just really – I'm glad you responded to the text, and I wanted to give everybody and myself an update on your deal. So um, yep. we'll let you go. Thank you, Brittany, for uh, keeping us all, Bye, in- all. informed on Twitter uh, what was going on. So that's good. I tried. I, I tried my best. It was kind of hard. I didn't really yeah. feel like talking about it. But then things got so crazy on the Internet, and they were like, I was dying. I was like, oh, my God, I totally have to keep you guys updated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to James about his Twitter. He was misinformed. He apologized. And he was like, man, I, I totally got the wrong information and probably shouldn't have put that out there on Saturday night. So, uh, No, I think he's just worried about Kyle. I don't think yep. it was. No, no, you know, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it was pretty bad there at first, but it wasn't as bad as what it actually seemed, I guess. You know, just uh, lost some blood, I guess, was the, was yeah. the biggest thing. And his event. Kyle was in a coma Saturday night, but it's just the hospital put him that yeah, way. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. he exactly. himself that way. So. Right. Well, great. Oh, good. Thank you, guys. Thanks, and uh, I'll be in touch. I'm sure Chisholm. Hey, I'm, I'm, I don't know what kind of shape you're in, but I'm going to be in Florida after Atlanta that whole week at Red's place. So, uh, I don't know. I'm going to be around or whatever. 
So okay, uh, yeah, for sure. I'm in the middle of buying a house in California, so yeah. when I get here, I'm flying back to California. So hopefully, I can fly back there like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And my dog and all of my stuff is still in California at uh, at Brock Tickles' house, and uh, <laughs> so I go back out there, and then hopefully, I can come back home to, to Florida. You know, go to my doctor and everything. And um, I'm planning on being, you know, like at Daytona. My little brother's going to be racing the, you know, the amateur day at Daytona and stuff. So, right, right. Um, and O'Neill, I have an O'Neill signing, I think, on Thursday before Daytona. So you're down there the whole week. Uh, come come over to the house and hang out. Or I'll make you dinner, Mathis. Welcome, come over. Yeah, hey, Tits, he's going to do a dealer signing just fresh out of the hospital. Can you believe I, it? I'm amazed at all the travels he's already planning on <laughs> yeah, doing. This. Yeah, it exactly. seems insane to me. Um, well, right uh, on, man. Kenny? I, I, I just love the sport. You know, I don't know. I just fan of it and mm-hmm. I miss being around on boards and in the hospital like <laughs> trying to watch the races on I don't have you know a computer or anything and I don't have they don't have speed generators I'm like the day after the race on my phone trying to watch the race on YouTube and, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> well, all that and just just tired of sitting here and um you know just just sucks so just ready to get back out there and you know be back you know I, I want to be racing still so mm-hmm. I can go send some autographs or something I'm not in too much pain and uh, go go hang out at the race, and we see you there. So right on, thanks guys. Well, thanks, Mathis. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Let yep. me talk to you guys. Thanks. <laughs> see ya. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you, uh, Kyle and Brittany Chisholm. Definitely not the first time. It's not the first time I'd like to have Kyle on the show from the hospital. Sure. But, but uh, uh, I'm glad he's doing well. Uh, do you think Sean's still there? Hey, Sean, you there? I'm here. What's up, man? Thank you for listening to the show. What's going on? Hey, Mathis. Uh... I'm mechanics eighty one on Twitter. I've sent you messages before. Um, Have I ever replied? And I, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. You, you get your balls busted a lot for being a Stewart fan, and uh, I'm not a bandwagon guy. I've been a Stewart fan, die hard through it all, bad times, good times. This year, I'm seeing seeing him dominating practice. He's dominating in the heat races, but it's like in the main. I, what, what's going on? It's like his elbows are hanging. He's not attacking the track. I mean, is this like a strategy between him and Larry Brooks to win the title this year, or um, is James just like not motivated? I mean, I, I'm, I'm frustrated, man. And I know you talk to these guys and the managers and the, the insiders, and it's like I'm trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm with you. Um, I'm, I'm of the opinion that Stewart was going to win the title, um, that he does things that no one else can do. Um, he has been um, – a little off the pace, I think. But, I mean, and his Twitter even on Saturday night, he said people were calling him, asking him what was up. He said, I got beat. No other no other, uh, no other, other reasons. And this is from a guy that's famous for wreckers or checkers. You know what I mean? So, And that's um, mature of him to say that. Yeah, and that's yeah. really mature of him to say, hey, you know, congratulate Reed. You know, I'm glad they're trying to bury the hatchet because it just makes her better racing for the fans but it's like i just you don't see the same intensity in the main events i mean i know it's still there because Mm -hmm. he's on the top of the board every week in practice he lays it down in the heat race i mean rv wasn't even smelling him in the heat race a couple of times this year but it's like you know he gets to the main and i don't know if it's just he's so cautious because of all of his injuries, yeah. or maybe you get around round 13 or 14, and if he's struggling in points, maybe he's going to uncork it, and we're going to see the old Stewart. But well, I can't figure out if it's a strategy or if it's just how he's riding this year. You know, I honestly think it's a bit of a strategy. I really do. Uh, I mean, not to say that RVs are the 
reads or Canard's wins are are not deserved because they are. He's trying super hard, but absolutely. Uh, I did a podcast with him last week that never isn't going to make it to air because it doesn't sound very good and there's some cutouts. And uh, anyways, um, in it he explained his new attitude towards racing, and I'm we're going to do another one um, uh, to to make up for it hopefully this week, and I'm going to ask him the exact same question. So you'll hear it more from him, but he is riding more for the title than than uh, ever before. You know, looking at the big picture. So and it seems like he's having a lot more fun with it this year. You know, I mean, he he seems like he's not really. A couple of rounds, he you could tell he was really beat up because they were races that he should have won, but you know, shit happened. But I mean, for the most part, he seems like he's having fun. I mean, my closet's full of answer shit. I've been working at a Yamaha shop for you know, all together almost 12 years. I love watching the guy. He's impressive as hell. I'm not ready to see him hang his boots up yet, you know, and I know he's still got the talent to win, but it's just very un Stuart like to be on round seven and only have three wins because this is a guy that usually wins yeah. eight to 13 rounds a year, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, no, I think, I think we're all like that, man. We're all uh, sitting back I, I wondering just, what's going on. I didn't know if you, you talked to Larry, and Larry's got, you know, kind of said, hey, we're, we're just kind of getting our points no, and running or what. They are. They are. I, I just, it, I'm gonna, it's going to cripple me when, if Stewart just doesn't have it anymore, and I just refuse to believe that right well, now. <laughs> hey, we saw him at Anaheim, too. He had it. He jumped some jumps uh, consistently that no one else was able to do consistently. And uh, he walked away with the field. Track was technical. Track was hard. And we saw the old Stewart. So, um, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I do believe he's riding a little different. Um, thanks for thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, last, last question because you're going to have Reed on a little bit. We are. Uh, the best race, best race in, in my mind is Jacksonville 09. Stewart and Reed, I still want to know what they were jawing at each other about on the podium. If you get a chance to slip that in, I'd really like to hear yeah, since sure. it's water under the bridge now. That was an intense night. Yeah, I'll do it, man. You're, you're, you remember that Jacksonville 09 race. Oh, I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> All right, Mathis. All right. Thanks, man. Later. Yeah, Jacksonville 09. Who would have thought that Stewie and Reed were buddies that they are now? Um, hey, Evan, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, man? Thanks for uh, calling in. What's going on? Hey, I just wanted to call in. I was at the San Diego Supercross, mm-hmm. and uh, I went by the Hart and Huntington Pits yep. and talked to Kenny for a minute. I was pretty surprised he didn't rock star me. He was super cool. He came uh-huh. walking out and chatted with me for like five or ten minutes. And he seemed pretty serious, like he wasn't coming back on the show. You guys really pissed him off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, I talked to him. I've, been, I've reached out to him. He, he's, he, I, he'll be back. He'll, he'll do it. Um, you know, whatever. He's just being Kenny. He'll be all yeah, right. I thought I thought it was a big joke, like on the show. I, no, I, no, no, no. He didn't seem super serious. Like I thought he just really just wanted to leave early. But when I hit him up in the pits, he was like, "Yeah, I don't think right. I'm coming back." And I'm like, oh. "Really? You're, you're not going to be back?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to go do the strip club show." <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Maybe he's here. Maybe he's here. Oh. Oh no, not yet. Not here. Didn't show. Well, I hope he comes back. I hope you I guys can kiss and make up because right. your guys' dynamic's good and you guys have a great show. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think it w- we'll be all right. I'm sure. <laughs> thanks, Evan. Okay, man. All Bye. Right, see ya. Yeah, uh, hey, I don't think I talked to him enough about our sponsors. BTOsports.com. Uh, check them out and, and please support them. Uh, JGRMX, same motor suspension as Brayton, Millsaps, and all those dudes. Um, they're going to be on the show in a little bit. Uh, also, um, F- uh, FMF Racing, 
please support them. Check them out on Facebook, on uh, FMF Racing on Facebook. As also, um, they have a 20% off discount going on right now till the end of the month. So hurry up. you got another seven days for that. And uh, also, X-Brand Goggles, the choice of goggles of uh, Kyle Chisholm, whose vision was clear as he was sailing to the ground. Yeah. So uh, that's all. That's awesome. Kicker, O'Neal, AGV Helmets on board. Thank you, AGV Helmets. Uh, we're going to get uh, the man known as Shenzi on here to bench race with us one of these weeks and uh, tell us all about Pastrana and Miss Millsaps and, of course, Valentino Rossi, who he loves. But right now, let's uh, let's get our next guest on the phone yep. who, who uh, just won the San Diego Supercars. Perhaps you guys have heard of him. Chad Reed. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Thank you for coming on. Man, you sound worse than us on podiums, thanking all your sponsors. <laughs> well, I had to get them in. I didn't, I didn't get them in the beginning of the show. And you did, know. You, did you read them off a pit board? No. No, I got them no. all memorized. Uh, 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 okay. Hey, no Watson tonight, so he's not coming. No in. Watson? No, no Watson. Which I thought really? that, I thought the chance that we had you on, the chance ability of getting you on, he would show up because I know he likes you and you guys are buddies, but uh, no, he, he didn't come on. He's he's holding, he's really... He's really emotional. Yes, he he's very <laughs> emotional. Um, speaking of emotional, though, what about you and that win, man? Yeah, I was a bit emotional. I was pretty, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty emotional actually. It was, it was a big win, like, and it wasn't really a big win for me. Like, it didn't, you know. I can't, I said it on our podcast after the race. It was like it was such a different feeling. Like, not really like, oh wow, I won. You know, like right. it was just, it was this feeling of just. You know, like, when you look at it, I mean, the fact that, you know, in November I still wasn't sure whether I was going racing and who for, um, you know, you kind of have that, you know, you feel like the industry kind of turned back on you a little bit. Um, and then just pumped for the team, you know, just, I can't say enough just how pumped and how much I love the race team and the guys. And I just feel like they've been working their asses off and I just, Finally, I got that win for them, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like, thanks, guys. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm at home working my butt off and working towards, you know, trying to do this as well. You know, you guys are not the only ones working hard, and <laughs> I think it's a big, uh, yeah, just a big team effort, and we got it done. You know, I think yeah. it in those conditions and the way I think I rode well, you know, from about lap five onwards, and um, it was, yeah, it was solid. I thought it was good. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, uh, uh, the one, the part I liked the most was uh, um, you getting into the lead. And I mean, no one was catching you. You know what I mean? This was a straight up win. No one could say the mud was there. I mean, the mud was a factor for everybody, but this was a straight up win. And uh, you know, I liked that. Uh, you were uh, putting seconds on James and then maintaining it, and uh, the rest of the field was trying everything to uh, to not catch up. So uh, I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, like when you're racing, you're kind of like you're caught up in a moment. And right. I didn't really, you know, like early laps, I. Um, Trey was all over me, and I was just, I was just trying to be kind of cautious. I mean, it seemed like every time I got on the racetrack, it rained. Like it kind of like I watched the lights, and it didn't really rain. And it was tacking up. It was getting kind of nice. And then we sat on the line. Next minute, it just gets full windy and starts dumping rain. So, um, you know, so you just had all that head going through your head, and it was a real slick track. I mean, it was, you know, just yeah. it was really hard. You know, had a really hard base, which I mean, obviously they had planned on rain. Um, so they tried to, you know, leave it dry and leave it covered. And, you know, the downside is we had a, you know, a hard track, but I think I'd rather ride a hard slick track than slosh around in the mud. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, he, he was attacking me and I think the best thing was he passed me and I was able to kind of, you know, regroup and, 
and then uh, unfortunately he crashed. But yeah, when it, <laughs> at that point I was ready to you know get going. So yeah, yeah. Um, when I got into the lead, um, you know I kind of I knew James was there, and you know I mean James is fast. You always expect James to come through and put the pressure on, and um, so I just put my head down and I was kind of riding away from him, and it felt. That, that felt pretty damn good. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. You know, not not too often you can you can claim that you were just riding away from him. So that uh, was it was a nice feeling and felt pretty confident. You know, bike was working well. I felt like I was, you know, as the race was going on, I started just loosening up and actually riding. You know, the way that I know how to ride. So mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't watch the 450 main yet on TV. I got I had to stop get ready for this show. But was there any close moments for you? Anything? Uh, any almosts? Because it seemed like. There was a whole bunch of almosts for everybody. I only had one almost, and it was actually the lap that Trey crashed. Oh, yeah. Um, I gave Trey probably his biggest lead that he had had. Um, it was before uh, it was actually coming on to that first turn when we when we exit those whoops. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey was going through the whoops around the outside and kind of doubling across the first turn there. Yep. Um, where I was trying to jump into the whoops and try to make the inside work. There was like a nice little rut. Mm-hmm. Um but I was trying to jump into the whoops like they had uh they they had pla- you know knocked down the whoops so we could you know there was pretty much they were pretty non-existent. Um so I was trying to jump in as far as I, fast, as far as I could. Um and then as I was learning that obviously I was kind of making a few mistakes in that particular lap I kind of hit a bit of a mud section and kind of slid out and lost a bit of time that lap and then he actually crashed so um it was you know from then on i just actually i i I reverted back to his line and i just from from every lap from there i went around through the whoops and around the outside and jumped over the turn yeah um and then actually watching the tv everybody else was going inside there so Mm -hmm. i think uh trey trey kind of showed me that the outside was a little faster and a little a little smoother and easier, and you could actually, you know, you could commit through the whoops right. pretty fast and, and then use the berm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a good race. I never had any close moments other than that. I mean, yep. I felt like I, one of my weakest points normally are getting through the lappers, and I felt like I got through the lappers pretty damn good. Um, and at any time, anybody made any time, I felt like I could wick it up and right. and pull away quite easy. So um, it was good. You know, I watched James. um you know, I was just gauging off him. He was landing off the finish line as I was, uh, you know, going crossing the mechanics area so I could really see him quite easy. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I saw, actually, I heard Irv Brawl, James Stewart stalled it. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I was kind of just out there cruising around, and I, I, so, I, so I knew James stalled it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Dungey got into second, and Dungey was, Dungey was kind of making a bit of a push there. Um and you know, kind of just said hell no, so I just kind of picked it up a little bit, and and then he, I think he threw in the towel. He didn't, he didn't, he kind of backed it down. So yeah, I pretty much uh, wrote it in at the end. Who are you happier for, Lars or or Aussie? Which guy? Ooh. Man, but, like both. I think uh, <laughs> like all of them. You know, like I just think uh, like I'm just proud. You know, like I mean, and, and once again, I commented on that podcast thing. It just you know, these guys took such a big leap of faith in in coming to work for me. You know, I think that, you know, there's been so much said about me and how I am to work for and that I'm a dick and I'm an asshole to work with, all this kind of stuff. So <laughs> I think that everyone, you know, has that feeling and all that impression if they don't know you. 
Um, so I think when, you know, and like, like the truck driver, I knew it was going to be super easy. That was an easy job, you know, an easy, easy thing. I knew I had worked with Shane at Suzuki. I knew that I could get that deal done. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I was confident that I had a truck driver <laughs> right. and then, uh, <laughs> you know, as a team manager, I was nervous about Aussie for the same reasons that probably everyone had been nervous about me. Um, so I, I feel like I could really relate to Aussie, you know, and, and Ellie, it was Ellie that kind of brung it to my attention because I liked everything about Aussie except for what I had heard and kind of seen a little bit on myself. I think probably the worst thing that Aussie ever did was, you know, I don't know if, know if you ever saw it, but, like, I remember watching this video footage of Aussie in the Nationals, you know, back in, like, I think, like, 2006. It was when Andrew was on the team and Jessman and all those guys, and, they did this thing like where they followed him around and you know he was mic'd the whole time and he's like yelling and screaming and he's cussing at the mechanics and the riders and he's saying you suck you suck and you're lazy I'll do it kind of like and I was kind of freaked out you know I'm like dude this guy he's a nut job he's crazy and um I don't know if I want that guy to be you know, yelling at me when I'm his boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. and then yelling at my employees when they're my employees, not his employees, kind of thing. So, right. there was like a lot of concern for me because I liked him. I talked to him on the phone, but then I had this thing in my head where I'm like, God, is he is he my guy? You know. Right. And um, the only other guy that I was talking to at the point at the time was uh, I had I had kind of talked to uh, Al Olson actually. Um, you know, I'd worked with Al Olsen at Yamaha and just loved the dude. He's always got a you know smile ear to ear, yeah, and good dude. he he to me made a lot of sense. He was a guy that I knew. I'd worked with him. He, you know, he wasn't somebody that yelled and screamed, and he was kind of like the opposite of Aussie. Um, you know, but something for some some reason something always like kept drawing me back to Aussie. You know, like why I wanted Aussie. Maybe like I felt maybe because his name like was I, Aussie. And it's yeah, maybe. And then you know he came down to he came down to Newport Beach and and he met me at my hotel. Um, you know, and obviously I knew his situation. He, he didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and he needed. You know, he was trying to do something. He was kind of like trying to at that point. He was trying to work with some other things. Um, and then you know I met with him and I kind of like I put everything out there. I'm like you know I really want to hear this guy out and and I felt that I had a pretty good understanding of who he was and what he was about and and you know with talking to ellie ellie's like yeah but you got to understand that like all these things that you're nervous about and you're questioning about dave are the same things that they're probably questioning about you because they're you know the same things are being said about you so it was just like this long and i'm like all right i'm doing it And, and then like he left um he left basically with me going Okay, let me find out budget and and I'll I'll get back to you. Right. Um and I and I I want to say that I called him on the on the drive home like I didn't even think he got home. Right. Um and then uh and then he's like, "All right, let me talk to my wife." And I think he I didn't even know if he got home before he called me back and he was like, "All right, let's do this." <laughs> and you know, 8 o'clock the next morning, you know, he's he's running around. He was at WMG, you know, trying to trying to make a plan and trying to move forward, you know, and yeah, he's hardcore, I like, man. Yeah, he's hardcore. He's hardcore, man. He was a, he's a great worker. And I think personally, from everything that I'd seen in the past, you know, I think that, I think he works great in these conditions. And I think that, you know, I think he's at the end of the day, I'm the boss. I call the shots. Um, but he, he's the team manager, you know, he has full reins. I, I, I expect him to, 
you know, to run the team as if it's his own. And mm-hmm. I think he's doing an, an amazing job. You know, like I love working with him. I love, I love the fact that he's he has history and and that he has, um, you know, all these just different things that I feel like I've gone through in my life. You know, the fact yeah. that I've traveled the world and I've like I've seen it from a different angle, and I feel like I've seen it in its later years, you know, like, so I can call myself a little more, you know, I I feel a little more connected to him. So, yeah, I think it's awesome. It's working out great. And then Lars, you know, coming from Honda, and I really didn't, (laughs) I didn't think he was going to come and do it, actually, to be honest with you. Um, I spent, you know, I spent, uh, um, I spent a day with him, um, and it really wasn't like I was spending a day with him, you know, it was, he basically uh, drove out the Honda truck. They had a uh, he brought out a production bike for me, um, just a, an O10 in like October or something like that. And uh-huh. I did some testing. It was just a full stock bike. I mean, it was nothing. Um, all we did was put clamps and uh, and a, a pull rod on it and uh, bolt some suspension. And I tested with bones that day. And then um, and that was it. You know, and just hanging out with him a little bit and yeah. you know seeing him. I just got a really good vibe. You know, and I I feel like I always kind of roll on that like I, I like good vibes and people like that and um i went and met with him one day had lunch and and asked him if he was interested in being my mechanic yeah. and uh you know and he really wanted to think about it you know he'd been at honda for a long time i think there was a lot of history there his dad was there yeah um so i think it was a pretty tough decision for him you know and i think it was kind of scary um and i told him i'm like i was straight up with him you know i really wanted him um i just I had a good feeling, you know, I talked to Goose a lot, which, you know, Goose, I, I respect so much, um, and Goose had nothing but good things to say about him, um, so I was really confident that he was a good good person for me to, to work with, and then, uh, basically, you know, I think, it was like, like, he took, like, two weeks or whatever it was, I think I offered him a job, and he actually went to Italy with Jeremy, mm-hmm. and he was kind of gone for a couple of weeks, um, and then when he got back, and I'm like, dude, any question you got, just please call me, you know, like, don't yeah. don't just make a decision based off of fear or whatever, you know, and so I was kind of freaking out a little bit. He called me, and I thought for sure he was calling me to say, man, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> when he told me yes, and he didn't, it was kind of like he led me on, I feel like, like he didn't he didn't just tell me right up, hey, I want to do it, and he kind of was like talking about a few things, I'm like, just tell me, are you fucking going to work with me or not? <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it was kind of scary. The only thing I remember uh, about your reputation to work for is that Transworld survey that said uh, rider who doesn't pay bonuses or rider who would never pay bonuses and you, like, were number one. And yet I saw you pay Dave Dye this massive amount of money at the time, and, and I was like, wait a minute, that's not true. There was something like that years ago. Like, they, Yeah, I think there's been a lot of missed, you know, miss, uh, I don't know, misinterpretation. Because like, yeah. I feel like I've always... I mean, no, I shouldn't say always because I, I would say that, like, in 2002 when I when I came from Europe, um, you know, like, I didn't, I didn't feel that, I mean, I wasn't making enough money to really live a great life on my own or pay my own bills, you know. So then I was suddenly, and, like, the, the, the thing I didn't like about it, and I still don't like it today, um, is, you know, these days I obviously pick my mechanics, so I'm okay right. with doing it, but... Um, but back then, it's like you're you're on a lights team, and I truly, honestly think that these lights guys they don't make enough money to pay a bonus, mm-hmm. and I just and and but it's expected, you know, like from right. like every American mechanic is a hundred percent expected, like they expect your their rider to pay them, and I just think that that's so 
just like so not cool because right. I know what a lot of these kids are getting paid, and that mechanic is actually making more money than that than the rider. Probably, and, and, yeah. And that and it's so lame, and it makes me so mad. Um, and when I, in two thousand and two, I mean, I was making decent money, and I was winning a lot of races, so I was making good bonus. But I mean, you, you know, you look at that money now, and and the fact that I'm running my own race team and prepared to pay, you know, millions of dollars. I mean, you know, you, you never know what position you can come on, and now the economy's horrible and all this kind of things. And it's like, I don't know. I just think that it's it's not. I don't think it's cool that the mechanics expect it. I think it should be something that. You know yeah. that that is rewarded, and it should be a bonus. You know, like if you get it, hey, it's a bonus. If yeah. you don't, then 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 you should be a better negotiator with the team <laughs> manager because you know that's the way I look at it. Right. And maybe that's why I got that impression because I I wasn't okay with paying a bonus the first year. I really wasn't. Um, I didn't. You know, I didn't make enough money or 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 anything like that. I had goals and visions to step it up and, you know, buy a house and a car. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was doing it hard at the time. I mean, I was driving around in a, you know, in a small Tacoma, you, you know, truck, and, and Ellie didn't even have a car. So, um, you know, then I'm expected to go and pay thousands of dollars to a, to a mechanic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so uh, I, that, I mean, that was where I guess my... Yeah, maybe that's come from. Yeah, maybe that's where it came from. I totally forgot about that. That's right, the, the Yamaha Troy days, which I was a mechanic back then, and, of course, we all heard the stories or whatever but uh hey our, yeah. our phone lines are, are full you want to take some calls full sure let's do it yeah even without kenny people are still listening that's good please come home kenny we miss you please come home. so i need to come on every week if kenny doesn't come yeah i think so i think so <laughs> um all right we got uh bryce you there yo hello bryce what's up man you're uh you're on the air with uh chad reed what's going on yeah good good hey man i actually hit you up on twitter to get get him on the show I'm pumped! I'm pumped that you made it happen. Yeah, I'm. I'm pumped that he decided to come on. I imagine Reedy that you your phone was well, blowing Mathis up. Does. He listens to his fans. He makes it happen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That. I'm sure. Your, ha- I'm sure your phone you was blowing up, Reed. Right? I mean, texts and and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've got a busy week playing this one. <laughs> it's, ama- it's amazing what a win brings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these new friends. All these new friends. Yeah, a lot of new friends. Yeah, he he don't need Kenny to make it happen. But hey, I got a question for you, quick, uh, Chad. Um, with the whole, uh, you know, BTO Sports doing that, you know, deal where they're kind of like, you know, letting people come on and hang out with the team for a day and everything for, you know, like a set, set price or what whatnot, um, going and doing track walk and stuff like that, with you being, uh, you know, a lot open on Twitter and, you know, close with the fans and stuff, is that something you see yourself eventually doing, like, a little bit later on? Or Yeah, I actually wasn't aware of that but that sounds pretty damn cool actually what it um, is uh, yeah. what it is Reedy, is uh fans uh for the bbmx team and we all yeah. know there's all those jason thomas fans out there um yeah the people you can you can buy passes from the bbmx team which are basically the silks you know those silks that you get um yeah you get a, you, you get some of those and, and you get to go on the team transporter and you get to uh go on a track walk you get to go in the press box hang out with oh, the team cool. for the day so that's uh yeah, yeah i think yeah, uh, it's kind of cool I think, um, yeah, that that stuff's cool. I mean, uh, for a first-year team, that's you know, I think we're we're getting it done. But I think we're like ducks, you know, we're all calm on the surface, but we're running like hell underneath. Um, I think uh, that's that would be cool to uh, to do that. Maybe U two, U three, or something like that. But yeah, that's that's actually a great idea. That's cool that those guys are doing that. I think yeah. it's a great fan experience and and something that you can bring. You know what to, I. Uh, you know, to something, and it would be something that, like, you know, because I mean, 
already, you know, like every weekend I have obligations, you know, similar things that's not directly from my team organizing it, but, you know, Fox and Shift bring, you know, 20, 30 employees through, you know, every weekend and things like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I do like that, but nothing, you know, directly yeah. related to Tutu Motorsports. Uh, you know what is funny, too, as you and I both know, JT on race day, that must be a lot of fun for those fans to uh, see a guy Yeah, crouchy. he's like, he's like yeah. freaking out. All he wants to have is his, <laughs> his, his grilled chicken and his ketchup and, and sit, in, sit in the lounge and text or something. Yes, you know? and just scowl at everybody because he's so pissed off at his riding or whatever. That must be a lot of fun. All right, Bryce, thanks for calling in, man. Thanks, All right, bud. thanks Appreciate a lot, guys. It. Have a good show. Thank you. Um, hey, is this is this Kelly? Yeah. Hey, Kelly, thanks for holding so up? long. What's going on, man? Hey, I just wanted to throw a comment at Reedy. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Reed. Hey, man, you looked good last week. That was so cool. I mean, it, it was great when James said, I had nothing <laughs> for you up on the podium. That that was great. That's that's a Reed of old. I mean, that's why we love you, man. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to keep your head down. It's, uh, what is it, 16 points that i got to make up? So. Is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> I got a, oh, I got a long way to go. <laughs> We're there, dude. Oh, yeah, awesome. no, I appreciate the support, man. It's been a lot of fun. We're making, uh, you know, I think we're making strides forward, so it's good. Oh, yeah, looking good, man. Keep it going, man. All right, Cheers, th- thanks. Th- thanks for calling, bud. <laughs> hey, how's JT doing? Uh, he's going ra- yeah, to race Atlanta. Right, JT? Oh. Yeah, I think uh, I actually just got a text from him saying that he's really nervous about tomorrow because he's going to try and ride. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully hopefully his knee's okay. Yeah. Well, right on. Thank you, guys. Thanks, bud. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I did, a, I did a podcast with James that, uh, uh, you know, we're not going to put out because of uh, some audio issues, but uh, he was pumped on you, man. <laughs> he was pumped on you. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I think uh, yeah, it seems that this year, I think we – Ellie's always said it. I don't know why. I call her crazy still. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, you guys are so alike in a lot of ways. But I don't know. Maybe we're so alike that we always butted heads. But um, me and James. But uh, I think – You want to do this radio interview? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like, let me know when it's my turn. She's sitting here listening. Yeah. I was like, she's like my PR chick that's making sure I'm doing everything right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we just, like, right from, I think, Anaheim 1, we, he said some things that really, like, made me laugh <laughs> and made me actually a fan of his. So, um, yeah. Things that I'm not going to comment on, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah just. I think that that's really cool, you know, things that he's got going on. I, I you know, like you see from an athlete's point of view, I, I've been I've been in his position where I didn't ride outdoors and people were mad as hell at you and they don't understand. And, and it, you know, I understand it and respect it, why they don't understand it and they just think that you should be riding outdoors. But, man, it's just there's a lot of pressure and, you know, I think he's, he stayed true to his, mm-hmm. you know, want, not wanting to race it. I don't like that he's made a lot of kind of comments like, you know, that he that he wants to be there when when then you know they're not going to be there. Where I think he should be a little more honest and say, I'm just I don't want to do it. You know, I've, I want to focus on my show and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. you know, at the end of the day, he has stayed away, and and I think he's uh, he'll be back. I think he'll race outdoors this year. He, and he said um, four. Of them. He told me four of them. 
You also yeah, but I mean, I, I can promise you this much: you, if you're racing four, you got to be in shape for those four. Yeah, and no, I, you're not you're not leaving after that. I, I don't think. I, I called him. Um, I said, I said bullshit. I hear this song and dance from you. Yeah, every, I think every that year, every year. You know, <laughs> I think as an athlete, you know, from an athlete's point of view, it's 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 really really nice to have an out and to have right. go into a series thinking, yep, I'm going to ride four. And you know, but I think deep down, I think he's committed to the whole thing. I think he's going to race the whole thing, and he'll be, you know, he'll be lovely. <laughs> Anytime he's on a dirt bike, he'll be a, uh, you know, he'll be a threat for for the championship. So I think it'll it'll be fun outdoors as well. It's going to be a long, long year this year. I think uh, Supercross and outdoors, and then uh, motocross the nations. I can uh, can yeah. I can assure you that I'm taking some time off after that because it's going to be a grind. Right. Um, oh, Ralph Shaheen told me he's the fastest man on the planet. I hear it every week. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, what about you? Know what he also said that one of you, you two, one of you is going to ride at the other one's house this year. He predicted that. You said that to me on the weekend. That's, what do you think? I mean, that's, kind of, that's pretty big. <laughs> that's a big. That's a big step. I, I told him that too. Uh, it's bold. That's a bold step. That's, that's a bold step. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see it on paper. You know, if I uh, <laughs> if I start riding and 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 you know riding the way that I think I can and start chipping away at these points and we start coming down towards the end of the season. <laughs> I hope he's that cool with me still. Yeah, you know how this title stuff works. Hey, uh, let's go to some yeah. more calls. Hey, Jared, you there? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man, thanks for holding so long. You got a question for Chad Reed? Uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted – I remember you commenting on your on your starts this whole year. What did you do different to your bike this weekend to get such a better start? I think if, you, uh, if you've been following it, I, I really <clears> – <throat> I really think it was just like technique and and not technique that I necessarily had to change drastically or anything like that. I just my comments have always been like I feel like I've rode so many bikes over the last couple of years that each one individually does something a little different, you know, and I think it takes you know full race conditions when you're around, you know, 19 other guys to you know to just know what you're doing and then trust it. You know, you can it seems like, at least for me, like I can practice them all day long and be totally good with them, and then go to the race, and it's just it's always different, you know. So I think that my you know my techniques kind of stayed the same and consistent. I just feel like I've been working on um, you know trying to do a lot more starts. Like me and Trey did a lot together, um, and I think you know Trey's starts are obviously improving as well. So. Um, you know, at the test track, we were working and, and, and just being around other 450s and hearing them and just trying to replicate the races. I think uh, it wasn't really any one particular thing. My bike hasn't changed at all um, since Phoenix, engine-wise, so it was nothing like that. Um, just basically my my reaction timing and me being a little more comfortable at the gate with knowing and trusting what everything was, you know, everything that I knew was going to happen, happened. Yeah. Oh, right on. Well, I just didn't know if there. I didn't know if there was one big change. And actually, no, I'm the guy that met change. you. At the, okay, I'm the guy that met you at the the um at the Hard Rock Hotel later that night. Oh man, I'm oh, sure cool, man. I'm sure he doesn't remember yeah. you. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say thanks. It was so cool. Like you were with everybody right there, but you still took time to like talk to me and stuff. And it was that was an awesome day for me. Like I told you that night, that was my bachelor party weekend, and I was at the Super. Yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, I remember that now. Totally. Yeah, I was stoked on your first win, and the whole weekend, it, it was just, that was awesome. San right Diego for your bachelor party, Supercross. What better, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Jerry. We got everything close to, like, two, though, San Diego. That was kind of lame. 
Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> so, all right. right, thanks, man. Thanks, Jared. Later. Bye. Uh, John, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening and all that. Not a problem. Hey, just a uh, comment for Chad. Uh, um, thanks a lot for being, you know, good with the fans and reaching out on Twitter and everything. That, that's really awesome. I, I got to say, you know, probably a few years back, I, you know, I was kind of in, indifferent towards you. I wasn't the biggest fan because I, I guess I just don't like, you know, all the guys beating Americans, you know, for no real good reason. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but then, but then when you wore the colors at Red Bud, when you're on the Suzuki, like you started to win me over. And now that you're reaching out to everybody and being so cool with everyone, like, complete 180 dude I'm, I'm rooting for you all the way and uh I'm a, I'm a Honda guy too so that just you know added all to it but uh icing on the cake huh yeah just that that was it but hey I, I, I've been watching you ride on on TV and I feel like you looked more comfortable on the Suzuki than you do on the Honda I mean maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm not seeing something right or I don't know but I was surprised because of all the the hype that you seemed to bring when you were you know, first getting on it. So what's what's the deal yeah, with that? I think uh, yes and no. I think, um, you know, it was two years ago. And I think, uh, you know, I think they're very different. Um, I had been on, you know, I was on the Suzuki since, you know, August of that, of 08, you know. So um, I had had a lot of time on the Suzuki before anybody had even seen me on it. So, um, you know, a lot of time, a lot of testing um, where – I haven't had a whole lot of time or testing on this bike, so I think it's only fair to put it down to that. I think I'm getting more comfortable. I know that I'm working towards, you know, that comfort level so that I can go that next step and be a little, you know, half second, second faster here and there. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, it's not that I'm not comfortable, but that going that race pace, you know, it just it just comes with, with time, and, and I had a lot of time on the on the Suzuki at that point. Hey, John, how do you feel about Canadians? You know, I, I don't hate Canadians too much. I'm okay with them. It, really, if you're it's an English-speaking country, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't so, like But it's, it's not the, like, lifestyle with, like, kids or anything. I mean, I mean, me, I, I definitely noticed that I've become a bigger pussy since I've had kids. But, you know, I, I'm pretty sure you're above that, that level. So, so nothing yeah. with the bike or lifestyle or anything? Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, we're getting there. We're, I think we're trying to you know, try to get to that comfort level. Um, you know, I mean, obviously I rode really well on that on that bike and, and did, you know, had a great season. So that's kind of the baseline, you know. It's my baseline that I always go to, and um, it's, it was, you know, the best bike that I had. So we're working towards, you know, working towards that. Thanks, thanks, John. Well, I hope you get there, man. Congrats on the win. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Nash, you there? Gentlemen, what's going on? What's up, Nash? How are you? Very well, very well. I'm, I, I, I'm super pumped on Reedy. Reedy, nice job, man. Well done. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I have a question for for uh, you as a team owner, and uh, how do you feel, and, and how do you feel about the the possibility, or it's been discussed before on this show and in other venues, of possibly running a sponsor scroll uh, down at the bottom when you guys are getting interviewed. Um, I, I mean, your interviews are fabulous. You're a human being. You you you, you demonstrate emotion and, and give something tangible to people that are watching the show. But um, there's other people. It's not their strength. It's a weakness, and that's that's what makes the world go around. What's your opinion on that? Uh, I mean, my opinion is 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 I I understand it from 
I guess, two angles, because I would say that, especially the first time I got on the podium, and even this weekend, I would say that my, Mm -hmm. you know, some of my speeches have been a little bit lame, um, because, you know, like, with the economy being horrible, and and the fact that I am Mm -hmm. a team manager, I mean, team owner, so Mm -hmm. I understand, like, the importance of, you know, everyone that's, you know, throwing in some you know, some money, some support, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's like you try to thank them because you're appreciative of them. And um, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. currently have anyone doing it. But, like, you know, when I was a factory rider, I mean, I had a sponsor that was, you know, if I didn't thank them or say their name, you know, at all through the thing, I would I would, I would get a $5,000 fine. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so whether... You know whether I mean I would I would imagine you're talking about you know Dungey being one of the the guys kind of being on the on the weaker side of these interviews. Um, well, I mean I, I don't like it. I mean nice. I don't like to get up there. I would prefer to get up there and ask. I mean talk about the race. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. you're only mm-hmm. as good as the, the the person asking the question. You know, exactly it's like what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. You you know Aaron Aaron's hot and cold like we all are. Um, sometimes she gives you a lot of information that you can run with. Sometimes she gives you absolutely nothing, and you're just kind of like, okay. Um, <laughs> so I like to thank, you know, and then yeah, you go through yeah. your list of sponsors. Um, I like but how then, she, uh, you know, like But that how... comes with experience as well. I mean, you, you know, like in James's situation when he was asked about the, you know, the traction control thing, like he should have mm-hmm. ran with it in a, lot of, in a different way. Like he really could have had fun with it and messed with her. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? But he kind of like, you know, he just, he was kind of put on the spot and he kind of responded a little bit, you know, differently. I would have tried to have no, it, it was a cheap yeah. shot, and you guys know better than anybody what's permissible and what's and not it wasn't, permissible. You know, and I, 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 I tend to, to side with Aaron. You know, Aaron's just got a headset on and she's getting, you know, mm-hmm. yelled at and screamed mm-hmm. at, you know. So, like, I mean, you literally, I mean, you can look at Aaron's eyes, and I don't look at her eyes because, I mean, she's asked you a question, and then you can tell, you know, when you look at her, I mean, you know, as a kid, you mm-hmm. get told to look at the person when you're speaking to him, and you look at her, and then you can tell that her head, you know, she's getting told something, and she's thinking, she's, and her head is screaming, you know, help. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, you know, so she's getting things yelled and screamed in her in her head, mm-hmm. so I, I don't put the blame on her, I think it's just the, one, uh... just the, the situation, and, and no, one, no one likes it, but I would like to be more personable, have a little bit more fun on the podium, but... I mean, man, a lot of these sponsors and these people that are helping you, they, they really do demand, um, you know, their name to be thanked and, and set on the podium. And, um, you know, I, I, even even my first podium, I mean, I was so stoked and so happy. And, you know, I didn't thank a couple of them. And, you know, they're, they're immediately, they're on the phone, they're sending emails, you know, well, what's up? Did we do something wrong? So I, I think it's kind of... It sucks. It's kind of lame that people expect it. You know, it's yeah. like, dude, you're, from head to toe, you've got their name and their branding all over you, and I think that that should be a good enough. Um, but, yeah, I think as athletes, we need to be better at it. I think um, the really, really good NASCAR guys, they can, you know, they can run it off and, and get their sponsors in there without it saying, you know, without it sounding too lame. And then some of them are pretty PC. But The one, uh, the one thing I, I, I got I to uh, defend, Aaron, because she's Canadian, She's good. The one thing I, I think is funny, though, is, like, you'll get second, and she'll be like, Chad, what happened? You're like, dude, I just got yeah. second. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the second best Supercross racer in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, nothing happened. You know, nothing like happened. I said, it's, 
sometimes they ask great questions and and you can run with it, and then sometimes they just give you absolutely nothing. Um, and then well, like after after my first podium, you know, after uh, after where was it, Oakland? I mean, literally the next week, I'm walking the track, and the TV producer comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, man, we almost cut your speech because you know." You, you you can't do that. Like you guys keep doing this, we're gonna cut you out. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> so then you know, so there's pressure from both sides. I mean, and it's and it's brutal. I mean, it's that. It's, I'm on. I'm being honest. Like the the TV producer literally come up to me and he's like, dude, you can't do that anymore. You you need to give me something, otherwise I'm not gonna. We're not gonna run it. Um. So yeah, it's it's tough for us riders. We're kind of torn and. I think that it's it's a tough position and it's in something that needs to be kind of fixed. Thanks, uh, so, thanks, Nash. Do you, hey, Nash, uh, do you miss Kenny? Yeah. Do you miss Kenny? Like we do? Well, I'm going I'm to be honest with you. You know, Kenny's, Kenny's awesome, and, and yeah, I do. I miss him, but at the same time, it's free country. Guy can do what he wants. I mean, maybe he's overwhelmed. Maybe Hart's working him to the grave. I don't know. Maybe there's other factors, X factors coming in here yeah. other than what we saw on the show. We, I don't know. We hope I do miss back. him, though. We do miss him. Dude, come on. He's Kenny. He's a legend. It's awesome. All right, All right fellas. Thanks, Cheers. Nash. Enjoy. Bye. Later, bud. All right, we'll keep, we won't keep you much longer, Reedy. i got a bunch of questions, but then also we got a lot of callers, so like, what do we do, right? Um, yeah, hey, with it. Keep who's, going. who's the biggest surprise to you in the 450 class? Who's somebody – that you didn't think of that has uh, made some made some improvements in their speed and technique and all that. Uh, who's my biggest surprise? Um, I would probably say before he got hurt, Chisholm. Chisholm, yeah. I was uh, I was I was pumped for him, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, even after everything that we kind of been through together, but um, I was yeah, he been he was riding solid. I mean, he was. He was riding grading practices, you know, getting up into the top five, and mm-hmm. it was kind of like it was really coming down to, you know, the speed was there. It just really had to, you know, get a good start and take advantage of it. You know, I know what it's like to be fast, and but then not get the start and be able to take advantage of it, you know, and you got to come through, and it's tough. You know, it's tough. It's a stacked field, and yeah. no one gives you a break. So shame to see him get hurt, I think. You know, just that's a, that's a real bummer. Yeah, we just had him on uh, before you. So. Oh, you did? Yep. How's he, he doing? He's getting out of the hospital tomorrow, he hopes. That's good. Broke awesome. uh, broke three or four ribs, um, but uh, and obviously his lung, you know, bruised his lung yeah. really good. So um, he said that he was on the backboard coughing up blood, yelling at people to let him off the board. <laughs> let him yeah. off the backboard. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that ain't cool. Yeah, no, he, it was a scary thing. So what about uh, biggest surprise in the 250 class on West Coast, East Coast, whatever, somebody that you've really, uh, really caught your eye? Biggest surprise. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want to sound negative here, but it kind of seems kind of thin or not. Is it like Dude, that's exa- doesn't really yeah. seem that's like exactly. it, there's no one in the class. Like doesn't seem like there's really anyone out there. Well, I don't want to say there's no one there, but I'm arguing with Ping that the East, Like am I just east? used to like yeah. totally stacked West Coast and then all of a sudden it just doesn't seem like a very – like I'm not saying that there's no talent in there, but it just seems like – the name riders and yeah. not there. Like I don't know. Like maybe the the generation's getting younger, and I just don't know some of the amateur kids. You know. Yeah. Um. So I'm sorry, but I don't. We. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, we lost Weimar. Yeah. Marcel, ma- like maybe that. Like I just we lost a lot of the bigger names yeah. that I kind of knew, and it just feels like there's not. Like I don't know. It just yeah. doesn't seem like there's a lot of guys there. Pink, but uh, Tomac killed it. I thought yeah. Tomac rode awesome this week. Um. 
I actually didn't even know he was leading. I got down there late. I was about five, six, seven laps into it, and um, I looked up on the board and I seen the 19, and then I couldn't see him anywhere, like with the group, you know, yeah, like yeah. it was because yeah. it was kind of a big group. And then, and then I, I found him, and I'm like, is the, and then I made sure that the actual board was working because sometimes in the rain it quits. And yeah, he was way out there, and uh, I was pumped for him, man. He's a he's a real cool kid. I like him a lot. I, you know, got to spend some time with him at the Honda track, and mm-hmm. I think he's uh, you know his mom and dad and his parents are super cool as well. So hey. I was proud for him he, and his family. Yeah, he was gone. He was checked out. Absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Honda sweep the last two weeks, by the way, both classes. So yeah, I was pumped to be a part of that. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I think that's cool. You know, I think uh, I think it's great. You know, I think. <laughs> Initially, I don't think Honda was, you know, that supportive of me and, and what we were doing, and I think they're a little nervous, but it seems like they're, you know, they're supportive of it a little bit more, and, you know, I think they're pretty pumped for me, and yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to be on the Honda and excited to, you know, play a role in this sweep the last two weeks and try to keep it going. Yeah, it was cool to see Kehoe come by, Drew, Drake Kennard, everybody come by and say congratulations, and they're happy for you. You know, so that's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. You um, know, we've been at the – I like Trey a lot, actually. You know, I think – uh He's a you know he's a hard worker. I've you know I've been at the test track and seen you know seen seen what he does and he, he gets after it, man. He's not scared and he uh, he deserves you know getting the results that he's getting. So yeah, I think uh, you know for a rookie and and I think he's doing well. I think right. he's uh, you know he's keeping he's you know, he's been up there and has he been in the top five every week? I think. No, 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 he got uh he got a couple of crappy finishes but uh yeah. Other crappies, but yeah i mean yeah. almost up there you know mm-hmm. i think what we're tied now for third so yeah um hey i don't know how much you've seen uh on tv but uh, uh our guy hanny there he's definitely on it he's great but he's been involved in some controversies with some dudes putting them out in the bales and things like that you've been in a title chase you need all the friends you can get at the end of the year you think some of this stuff might come back to uh to haunt him like i didn't like cunningham's deal you know yeah i mean I had only heard, you know, the story from him, like right. kind of like he said, oh, you know, he whipped it in my face, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it um, in person, um, and then I watched it yesterday when I got home from the race, and uh, you know, me and Berner and JT were all watching it, and um, it doesn't look that bad. I mean, like that jump, you had to whip it, you kind of had to do it, right. and it doesn't really look like he intentionally put it in his face like Josh kind of made out that he did um and like you said I mean <laughs> you're the points leader you're hurt you're you know you, I, right. at some point you're going to need to get around somebody and somebody could possibly clean you out that they yeah. have nothing to lose you know what I mean so yeah. Yeah. stuff like that comes back and bites you every once in a while and, I know. and you know I like Josh but sometimes you can't get caught up in you know, I think that's Josh's weakest point is getting caught up in stuff like that. It's like you can't, yeah. you know, like that. I just, I didn't, yeah, like I want to put myself in his position. You know, he's hurt. Um, his world's coming crushing down. He's not having a good night. It's hurting like hell probably. Um, you know, Cunningham puts the wheel in his face in his world. He probably felt like that, so then he cleans him out. So I, I see... Josh just being kind of mad already, kind of melting down. He's not, you know, he's not known as being this fully headstrong guy that, you know, is just in it to win it. He's going to grind away, you know. So maybe yeah. he was kind of having a bit of a meltdown in his own head and yeah, yeah. the smallest thing kind of, you know, he, his, 
his fuse was blown, you know, and yeah. and and I guess Cunningham got got the blunt of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully it doesn't come back and bite him. And he, you know, yeah. I heard he went and got surgery today and all that, but yeah. not. Uh, yeah, didn't I didn't it, from from watching it on TV, it didn't look like it was necessary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, Jake Canada, and now he's got a a guy out there. Uh, you know, also pretty pissed at him, another guy. So that's all. Um, hey, yeah. let's uh, let's go to Tanner here. Tanner, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. What's up, What's man? Up? Thank you for holding so long. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, I got a question for Chad. Not Tanner. Uh, uh, do you plan on adding anyone else to your team later on in the future when you start to develop more? I get asked that a lot. And, yeah, you do. Uh, you do. Not until somebody's paying my bills. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> when well, somebody's paying my bills and I'm getting paid, then yeah, somebody can go on the race team. But uh, I don't know how much until you heard... then. Yeah. Until then, not not a chance. Anymore. I don't know how much you heard this, but there was a big. rumor like two weeks ago in the pits with the media dudes with with the cowie guys telling me reed's adding purcell you know i don't know if that's coming from the agent or what but there was a big thing about purcell's going to be on his team for the outdoors and i'm just like what really okay whatever there's a little something okay so there's something nothing that i can really comment on because i don't believe it's going to happen but yeah there's there's some things in the works that maybe yeah, okay. will allow that so to happen. But it's somewhat I don't. legit, right? I, right now, sitting here, I don't see it happening, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, all right, perfect. Uh, thanks, Tanner. Yeah, no problem, man, thanks. Um, all right, we got uh, – is this the professor? It is indeed. Good evening, Mavis. Good evening, professor. What's up? Hey, Chad, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent, man. Hey, I noticed in a technical question, in some early photos of your bike, your Honda – you were running that red vortex ignition switch on the throttle side. Yeah, it's still on there. It's not vortex. Yeah, he's still it. running it. It's get. But yeah, it's, it's not but, a vortex. It's get ignitions, which is uh, oh get. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah it's a get, so, um, get ignition. Are you yeah, using that? On like, on the does right that help side. on traction for your starts? Traction control. Did you say traction control? <laughs> Here, <laughs> we Here we go. No, I just, Hot button. No, I didn't say that. I asked, does it like does you it change me the map on your ignition? <laughs> now, the professor, hey, it's a, it's a changes ignition uh, mapping. Uh, everybody's got it. They've all had it. Yeah, been there uh, Mathis, I know that. That's oh. what I'm asking. And my question is, so I saw that Trey runs that as well, but they don't use a similar switch. It's a different ignition. And so I was asking if, if Chad had ever talked with Trey about that, like how those two maps work and do you use those maps? Yeah, I haven't seen Trey's, but I, I, I know Trey's system a little bit, and, I, and it's not quite the same as what mine is for. Um, James James has what I have. Um, who else has what I have? Um, yeah, I mean, basically what Mathis is telling you is true. Um, you know, there's two available maps. That's pretty much all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm running one, too. I got a Vortex on mine, which is, you know, it's I know the, it's similar, so... So I was just wondering, yeah, if that was what you did. And then, Mathis, if you've got a second, do you want my theory on Kenny? Yeah, please do. Yeah, no, I'll take Okay, it. so what I think on Kenny is that, like, Kenny's a, is, he's actually, like, a pretty smart dude, but not in the way, like, I am, like, mm. you know, going to school and that kind of stuff. Like, he's, right. you know, made it on the street, street type man. Smart. Yeah. And so when you have a guy like that on your show, 
and you're busting on him all the time, right. it brings up like his what I call the imposter syndrome. Okay. So he's made it. Like he's a team manager. He works for Hart. He's there every weekend, but like inside, he's not sure of himself, or you know, he doesn't necessarily. He doesn't have that confidence. Interesting. You know, to be able to you know be on the show and you bust him on his words and and you know how he communicates and so on and so I mean, you know you gotta like you gotta know where the line is to like not drive a man past until now you know to, to, till his imposter syndrome you know bothers him so much that he's like you know screw it I'm not gonna deal with those guys anymore. Okay. All right. Interesting. No, I'll, I'll take it in mind. You know, we did get an email from somebody that rated Chad Reed 80% as one of the legends of motocross, and Kenny was 96%. So, so Kenny <laughs> was actually awesome. – and it actually, and the guy, the guy wrote Ken Watson instead of Kenny <laughs> to make him sound more official. But, uh, yeah, th- this awesome. guy thinks that Kenny is uh, one, two, three, four, five, the sixth biggest motorcycle legend in the world. So Right on, Mathis. We'll uh, look on more. Yeah, look on more, bud. Thanks. Cheers. Later. Uh, all right. Uh, a couple more. Clearly he hasn't met Kenny. <laughs> uh, we, we, I don't get it, though. Him and Ellis can be on this show, and they can call me fat for 20 minutes, and I can't get one question <laughs> in. But all of a sudden, we make fun of Kenny for saying Jeremy McGrath was a phenom. Phenom. Instead of a phenom, and then he walks out of the show. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, hey, Jeff, you there? Yeah. What's up, man? Quickly, we've got to let Reed go. What the, what's going on? Hey, Reed, mad props. Good job, man. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Right on. Hey, uh, I got a quick question for uh, for the screener there. For tits. Okay. I just want, yeah, I just want to know what kind of a guy runs over his brother with a four-wheeler back in the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, 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 Pulling you out. It's, yeah, it's an old story. My, we were taking turns on a little uh, Honda 70, and he, he wanted me to get off before I wanted to, so he started throwing rocks at me, and I ran him over. There you oh, go. Nice. Yeah. As you do. Wow. <laughs> kind of like the way you ran Kenny out of this show. Sure. Oh. Sure, take no prisoners. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, thank you. Thanks. Uh, last caller for Chad Reed. Um, Randy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, man? Thank you for uh, calling the show. What's, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just on my way home from Ocotillo and I decided to call in. Uh, Chad, man, you really are a legend of the sport. and glad uh, to have a chance to ask you a question. Um, where do you see yourself in uh, – Ten years from now, where would you where would you like to be? In a perfect world, I would love my race team to be running and have a foot in the door in there, and you know play a play a small part in it. Um, and then I'd love to be racing race cars. To be honest, um, my whole life, I've all I've ever known is racing, and I'm well aware that racing two wheels is going to come to an end. And I want to continue racing. You know, I, I have this huge passion to go race cars. Um, whether that's, you know, here in the U.S. or back in Australia, I'm not sure. I would like it to be here. Um, I enjoy living here, and I'm not ready to go home. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'd like to be, racing cars. Yeah, well, uh, don't hang it up too soon. Love to see you race for as long as you can. Maybe uh, as long as Wyndham, I don't know, but uh, that would be cool. Whatever you do, good luck. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Later. Hey, I love how we have these guys on our show riders and everything and there's all these dudes on vital that hate the riders but nobody ever calls in to talk to one of these guys like tonight it's been one massive right chad reed lover after another which is fine don't get me wrong i'm in that group but i just love it it's like when you had tony alessi on a while ago right. and uh no one had, no one had the balls to call in no and, one says and call anything. Him out. hey uh chad i don't know how much you want to get into yep. this uh me and uh 
Me and James Stewart were wondering this on our podcast. How do you, you get, get? How do you get paid? Like, who do you have win bonuses with somebody? Do you have like how much is this? <clears throat> is this win worth what it used to be? Um, you know, obviously you have to be drawing a salary from somebody uh, without getting into as much detail as you want or as little. What, you know, are you making the big bucks? I mean, for this obviously, win? Uh, you know, I get. I don't get a salary at all. Oh, like, okay. I mean, I don't. Um, it's well, I mean, it's not that I don't get a salary, but my, like, my bell ring, you know, like the the money, like my sponsors that yeah. I have, mm-hmm. doesn't add up to what the team is costing. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Which is so the- I'm, pay- <laughs> you know, so I'm paying money. I mean, there's, you know, at the end of this year, it's going to be, you know, a, a two million dollar at least, you know, effort. Um, so at this point, I'm. I'm paying bills, you know, like I, I, you know, so I don't technically, I don't have a salary. Um, you know, some of my sponsors and, and all that, I have it all worked out where, um, you know, I have an insurance thing for my bonuses, Okay, but, sure. but that totally blows because I have the biggest bonus in the industry. I can promise you that by a long margin, uh-huh. but I have to win three races before I even get that. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, so it's like it's it's hard. It's yeah. like okay. kind of lame, actually. Wow. You know, like I mean, I have potential to make great money. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's great money, but still, that money would still only be going to the race team and paying the race team off. Yeah, because um, uh, I'm no accountant, but it seems like uh, you need more money. You shouldn't be putting out of your pocket. Again, I'm no accountant. Ex- exactly, <laughs> and you know what? And I think it's something that needs to be kind of said and kind of cleared up on a lot. I think you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there about. You know, like the fact that I've heard anything from, you know, oh, there's no way he's putting his own money in. Then, then, then oh, I have this Australian money man. Um, you know what? This Australian money man is me. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, it's me. And uh, so, you know, like I've heard just a lot of things. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of money that that that's going out of my pocket this year. Oh, like I so, said, it's going to okay. be it's going to be a big deal. So, um, so really, the San Diego so, win you got purse money and contingency. I don't know if Honda paid. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, like I don't, I don't get Honda bonuses. Um, yep. I just get contingency. Um, the Honda, conti- I and mean, I don't even know what it is. Can you even tell me what that is? Because I don't even know. <laughs> I don't that, even know what I get for a bonus. To be honest with you, Honda Racing contingency. Um, Google it. Yeah, so um, I don't even know. Um, wow. Okay. So, you know what? Honestly, so that, you know, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. Like that, I. Uh, I get free motorcycles. You know, Honda gives me uh, free motorcycles. Um, they don't give me free parts, um, so I get no free parts at all. Um, you know, I have to buy all that. Um, yeah. You know, my, my stuff from Mitch. I mean, there's a certain things that Mitch takes care of, but then you know, I'm I'm a race team that's you know that's getting you know supplied his information and his workload, and I have to pay for that. You know, so I'm I'm paying for you know, for, for the development of my motorcycle. Um, so basically how far that development goes is how far I'm willing to reach into my pockets. Mm, wow. Um, um, yeah. So, I mean, everything, everything's getting paid out, and people need to really understand that because it kind of doesn't bum me out, but kind of like when you, you know, when you are doing it at this level and maybe me, people may respect what I'm doing a little more, um, it's it's legit, man. I'm doing this on my own, and, yeah. and that, that win on the weekend was – pretty damn sweet and that's why i said i have my name on my chest yeah 
because yeah. <laughs> it may be Tutu and it may not be Chad Reed, but it is me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, hold on a second. So yeah, we, I mean, we got it here. What what is it? Tits uh, it says first place at a professional Supercross is ten grand. Ten grand. There you go. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Considering that uh, in two thousand and two, my Yamaha tree bonus for lights team was twenty five grand. Nah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you know sure. what I mean. I mean, it would be for anybody in the sport in your heyday. It was 150k by it for everybody to win one race, correct? Like, no, 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 no. no. Uh, it's it's only just going up. I guarantee you, there's probably. I guess Timmy was just probably. They probably gave Timmy more money because they they know he never would win, so they. they yeah, <laughs> you know see, I mean? that may be. Yeah, right. Timmy might have had big bonuses, but yeah. for that exact reason. Um, you know, like, the problem is, is, like, you know, when you got, you know, me that's been on the podium and James right, and all that, right. you know, people that are obviously high-risk people, um, you know, it has to be reasonable because they have to insure them, and then the insurance things suck these days. So um, I would say, you know, I mean, I know I know what James gets, and it's right. all around, you know, it's all around, like, 100 grand. So, yeah, okay. Um, okay. My... Yes, what my insurance well, is, you got is is good. It's, it's 10, a good deal, and I think it's twelve from purse. So you got twenty two grand to win, which is, uh, I think, hilarious. That that's all the money you're getting. Yeah, so. uh, you got to you got to be the cheapest uh, a winner in a long time. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, Honda, Honda kind of held the cards. You know, yeah. I I wanted to ride their bike, and I had nothing else. So yeah, what well, do you what do you do? You know, and it's like. And it's and it's hard it's hard not to be bitter you know because there's a you know you, let's be honest there's egos involved you know like yeah. there's a part of me that think thinks you know like a, a part of me wants to go f you guys you know like I I just smoked you and I don't even have your bike but then there's a part of me that really really understands and I'm thankful for what they are doing um, you know like you sent in your tweet this week I mean I have you know I have triple clamps from them now and you yeah. know they're they're helping me out a little bit, and yeah, I find it funny that uh, I did an interview, and the one thing that I said I really wanted is transmissions, and now everyone immediately thinks that I get transmissions from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's funny um, that a lot of people just assume that I get a lot of factory stuff um, in my bike, and right. not necessarily true. Yeah, I didn't want to really piss you off. I just uh, no, 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 yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I was, I was just kind of trying to. Clear it up more for the fans. We need, we, need a, we need a new word for you. Like, I totally get it. You know, you're not a factory guy. You're not Drake Canard by far. We need yeah. a new word for, for you versus, say, a Jared Brown or something, you know? See, but what I think is, like, and I agree with you that, yeah, maybe it needs a new word, but, right. like, the word privateer, like, there really isn't, there's really no different, like, if you really look at, what's happening in the fact that I'm paying. I mean, I'm paying for that truck to be on the road. I'm paying for my flight to the races. I'm paying for my employees to the races. You know, like, there's no different. I'm not driving that semi-truck to the the race, but I'm I'm paying for that semi-driver to drive to the race, and I'm paying for my ticket to the race, and I'm not getting a salary. So, like, there really isn't any difference between me and Jared. I mean, at this level, you know, at the pro level, Pretty much everyone gets a bike allowance from a dealer or something yeah. like that. They get whether they get one bike for free or two bikes for free. You know, they they get it, and it's like because I'm being successful, I've won you know a couple of championships and whatever, and I have the potential to win races. Yeah, I get a little bit of support 
right. you know, that maybe those guys can't. But that doesn't, well, I don't that, think that really takes me away and takes me out of the privateer category. Well, the, um, the, the, the fact that the I have yeah. been successful and I have money to pay for it, yeah. but I can promise you there's only going to be a certain amount of time that I'm going to pay for this before, <laughs> you know, before I go, you know what, I'm over it, I'm out of here. Um, um, well, the thing is, too, is if Jared Jet Brown started winning Supercrosses, they're going to be damn sure that Yamaha is going to run over and be like, what do you need, dude? What can we help you with? Yeah, and I think that Billy so, said it best, you know, like if those guys were doing well and they had the same opportunity and right. the potential that I do, then I think that that would leak to them as well, you know. Um, so I think, I honestly think that I am a privateer, you know. Like I, right. when you look at it in the fact that I'm paying for everything that they are, and yeah, I'm, I'm out of a semi and I'm parked with the factory guys, but that's because half of those fans, have you seen, you know, there's, you know, there's thousands of people in my line. I mean, right. I I track people to the race, so they put me yeah. in the front. Otherwise, I mean, I would be at the back. I mean, you know, look at Michael Jordan. I mean, he has kind of a, you know, he could come in and have a privateer effort, but because he's Michael Jordan, are you not going to call him a privateer just because he can yeah. afford it? Just because he's you know, super loaded? He's, right. still yeah, doing, yeah. he's still doing the same thing. And actually... He would be more. I would class him more of a private team than a privateer because I'm the one paying for my effort, just like Jared Brown or whoever you're talking about he's right. paying for his effort. You know, so right. it's like I feel that I am a privateer, and I think that I don't think you see it as clear or or think it as much. You know, I just think you get caught up a little bit in the fact that I do ride the Honda track, and you know, you see the Honda guys over in my pit area, and you know, I have some clamps, but. Seriously, you know, I didn't have clamps at the, you know, the first time I got on the podium, and I was totally fine. I just had off-the-shelf, you know, Mitch Payton clamps. (laughs) So it's not that it makes a big difference, but it does make a difference, and at this level, you're looking for that small difference. Right. No, I got you. I I don't know. I just... Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's... I think it's... I think, really, it's just hard for you to call me a privateer because of (laughs) what you see. Or not? Am well, I wrong? Uh, also, too, like, you know, I worked for, again, I hate to say it, I worked for Tim Ferry in 99 when he was top privateer, and then Nick Way in 02 when we were top privateer in Supercross. And, I mean, I know times have changed, but we got no help. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, hey, Yamaha's like, good job, guys. And, you know, and that was basically it. But I didn't we, have help at the first five races either. No, good point, good point. I mean, riding the like, track. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if Timmy... Or, you know, if Timmy had been successful and he, or just say his dad was filthy rich and had a, a bunch of money and he put you out of a semi and right. he flew you to the races, would that change your perspective, you know, like the fact yeah, that you yeah. were a privateer? Yeah. You know, that's a good point. You're right. You're right. I hate that you're right. <laughs> I hate that you're right, but you're right. Uh, all right. Is there any chance you bring on any more sponsors like an energy drink or anything like that? Yes, we're, we're working our butts off. My agent right now is like, dude, I'm busting his balls 24-7. Um, we had some <laughs> – it's actually pretty funny. I had a, a potential sponsor there at the race this weekend. and um, well, That had been pretty good. If we could pull it off, it would be big. And I think that it was a good weekend for me to win. <laughs> Let's yeah, really? Say that. <laughs> I think it was a perfect night for me to go and win a race because, uh, you know, I think – yeah, I mean – it's like anything. I mean, I've been around this sport a long, long time, and I knew this coming in. I knew. I mean, I, I said to myself at the beginning of the year, you know, it's like I set the budget and the amount of money that I was prepared to spend. Um, 
try and put it out there. And then probably the best advice that I've ever been given is from Mitch. Mitch is like, hey, set a budget and then never think about it, never look right. at it, never do anything until the end of the year. Yeah. And you can look at it then and go, wow, we stayed in budget or we're below budget, or go, wow, <laughs> we spent a lot of money, we but we had a lot of fun. <laughs> right, right. Got to work on point. that next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. like that, he raced, uh, you know, a, a successful race team cannot be cannot be ran on a, on a budget. And I really believe that that's why Suzuki and Ryan are not doing that great. It's ran on a budget. They're making cuts here and there. Um, people are leaving. Um, all that kind of stuff. You know, right. I think that right. there's, there's, there's a lot to be said why some of these race teams are, are not, you know, like why I feel they're vulnerable. Um, I really feel that they're, the factory teams, some of them are vulnerable because they're, man, they're being sliced to pieces. I mean, they used to have massive, massive budgets, and now they're, you know, they're they're, they're really quite small. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, as usual, you give a great interview, and uh, it's uh, it's great. Um, and you said I'm right, so I think I can sleep good tonight now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give it up for Privateer Chad Reed, everybody. <laughs> uh, um, do you understand it? Like, do you have no, a better understanding of it? Or no, I get because, it. like, because I feel that. In my world, it's the same, but you. But I think a lot of people look at everything differently because of who I am and the way right. the outfit looks from the outside. Yeah, you no, I mean? and I've talked to the Honda guys about your deal too, and and they tell me the stuff. I mean, they're they're. I think they're being pretty honest about me, and they're like, yeah, he's buying this stuff, and we're giving it to him this, and and we're, he get you know Lars got some grips out of the semi last week, and that's okay. You can have these grips, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I can't believe Lars went in there for grips. I'm like, dude, grips, really? Yeah, um, I heard, and you know what? I actually think he went for. I don't think they were for me. I think they were for somebody else. Maybe. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think uh, <laughs> I think, um, they might have been for. I think Burner and and Burner used a different grip than I used. All right. Um, yeah. Well, hey man, thanks for coming on. Always, always a great interview. Always honest and open. And thanks for taking the calls. And man, we kept you longer than I thought we would. But uh, yeah, it's all right. My wife hates me. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. We got to get her on the show. Hey, you know what? what? It's kind of good, but it's bad. Like. They're waiting for me because we all want to watch. They want to watch The Bachelor. Me and Berner, uh, we get roped into watching The Bachelor. So now it's just it's really delaying the in- inevitable that I have to go and watch The Bachelor. <laughs> We're doing you a favor. <laughs> wow! Right on, man. Yeah. Well, thank hey, you. Hey, have a good night and appreciate the uh, let me on. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Later. Later. All right, everybody. That was the Team Two Two Privateer Hero, Chad Reed. <laughs> and with that, let's uh, let's go to our first commercial break of the night of the. Uh, Kenny Les, Pulp Mech Show, and we'll be right back with Mercedes Terrell. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by BTOsports.com with Steve Mathis and Kenny Watson. Keep in mind, this show will inform you, enlighten you, and will enrage you all at the same time. Please take precautions. Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOsports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. Make sure to punch in that code M-A-T-T-H-E-S and any order over 100 bucks gets a Mathis-sized discount. BTOsports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX Show and make sure to check us out on the web at BTOsports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders over $799.
As a motorcyclist, one will have certainly come across the name AGV, most probably because Valentino Rossi, one of the world's fastest and most talked about racers, wears them religiously. Well, the legendary Italian helmet brand, which started manufacturing helmets in 1947, has decided to return to our sport with two motocross helmets, the MTX and the new AX8. The AX8, with its carbon Kevlar fiber shell, has a sneaker, more aggressive styling, amazing cooling and ventilation, and only weighs 1,500 grams. This helmet has been developed and used by Gautier Pollen, Travis Pastrana, Davey Millsaps, and 2008 MX1 world champ, David Philipparts. The AX8 retail price starts at $349. You can check them out at all Parts Unlimited dealers or directly at agv.com. Don Emler started FMF Racing in 1973 in his garage in Hawthorne, California. Now, over 37 years later, Don is still producing the number one off-road exhaust, utilizing a state-of-the-art manufacturing facility under one roof in Southern California. Everyone at FMF is still motivated by the same thing today. Live to ride. On the bike, at the track, and in the field, Don Emler believes in a hands-on approach in everything he does. So bolt on an FMF exhaust and feel the power. Go to fmfracing.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. The next time you need to get your bike dialed, Think about contacting JGRMX for all your engine and suspension modifications. Joe Gibbs Racing jumped feet first into Supercross and Motocross a few years ago, and using their state-of-the-art engine and suspension dynos, they are able to provide you with the best mods out there. Using what they learned from team riders like Davey Millsaps, Justin Brayton, and Cooper Webb, JGRMX can get you and your bike to the top level. Look for an announcement soon for the all-new amateur motocross team. Check them out on the web at JGRMX.com. JGRMX is a semi-proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. If you live your life loud, then Kicker audio components are for you. Kicker has been behind the sport of Supercross and Motocross for a long time now and is a personal sponsor of some of the biggest names the sport has ever seen. Names like Jeremy McGrath, Ricky Carmichael, Chad Reed, and others rely on Kicker for all of their needs. Kicker's been around a long time and is known to bring their best into each and every product they make. Whether it's speakers, amplifiers, subwoofers, or any other product, we have you covered. Check us out on the web at kicker.com and remember, live it loud. 
brand goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Michael Essie, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. Welcome back to the show, the Pulp MX Show, brought to you by BTOsports.com. Uh, we went from uh, the best supercrosser right now in the world, Tits, to now maybe the hottest person that has ever been in our studio. I, I wouldn't debate that for a second. Mercedes Terrell, what's going on? What's going on? How are you? I'm here. Oh, there we go. Got to turn the wrong mic on. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> you're, you're, you're back. Uh, uh, hey, thank you for coming by. No I, uh, problem. I really didn't think you would. When I first asked you, I'm like, she ain't coming out of this stupid show. I, you know what? It was kind of a far drive for me, too, but mm-hmm. I, I made it. Yeah, yeah. All the way out in Henderson. Well, yeah, but luckily I was working today in uh, the Venetian. So, oh, you were? Yeah. What so was, was going on? A, some convention over oh. there. It's called Nationwide. I don't know. It's like yeah. appliance. It's a strange convention. Yeah, yeah. But. Which, uh, <laughs> I imagine living in Vegas. Uh, a lot of that. A lot of that weirdo mm-hmm. stuff, I know. Uh, a very, very uh, strange city. When you fly in each, uh, each and every week, you see the weirdest people and things yep. in the airport, right? Like, yep. Lined always, up. I'm always just amazed. I'm sitting there to, at the baggage claim looking at, like, I don't know, guys dressed as Elvis, guys dressed as clowns, <laughs> uh, chicks, you know, looking like they're straight out of, of Vogue or whatever. Like, you're yeah. just like, what is going on? The so, airport's kind of like Venice Beach in California is what I feel like. Yeah, yeah, There's exactly. shows going on in the airport, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Uh, and where are you originally from? I'm from Orange County, California. Okay, and then you moved to Vegas. Uh-huh. And re- I knew you lived in Vegas because I was on your Southwest flights last year. Yeah. All the time. And I was like, why is she going to Vegas? Like, very strange. But then, I guess you live here. so You thought I just partied yeah. every Straight from the Supercross after yeah. parties to rehab all night. Yeah, there you go. I was at rehab, too. I was one of, yeah, no, I, I never went. Um, uh, I did uh, work there, though, at did rehab you? for a while. So that, oh, see, yeah. I was, ah, there we go. So I could have been Dang. flying back specifically for that. Our co-host, who's not here tonight, uh, oftentimes went to rehab, I guess, or had a cabana there or something. I don't know. But uh, perhaps you saw him. He's a little hideous. I know him. <laughs> yeah. Not just kidding. <laughs> Don't give him a hard Who's time. Who's talking about being hideous? Please I'm, come home. I miss you. That's him there right there. That was him talking to his chick one, one week. <laughs> um, uh, but no, cool. So, hey, you used to be Miss Supercross. I was. 2010 Miss Supercross. Yeah. And now you're uh, a monster girl at the races. Uh, but you're in the program. As Miss Supercross. I don't know if you're aware of that. I know. I just saw that actually this weekend oh, you did? in San Diego. Someone yeah. brought it over to, for me to sign it. I was like, what is this? And it was the program. Yeah. So what, what happened? What was going on? I guess you wanted to do it and uh, something happened? or Yeah. Well, that moment actually when they brought up the program make, made me feel pretty bad about it. <laughs> because, <laughs> you're like, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, basically, last year, 2010, I was touring simultaneously with 
Supercross as Miss Supercross and with Bellator Fighting Championships as the ring girl. And that worked out because Bellator... Is that ultimate fighting or is, is that boxing or... It's MMA. Okay. It's mixed yeah, martial yeah. arts. Yeah. So between the two, it worked out because Bellator was on Thursdays. Supercross was on Saturdays. There was no conflict. Yeah. But for 2011, Bellator signed with MTV2. It's our new... Deal and of course that changed our time slot to Saturday at nine o'clock. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a serious. Conflict. You're like, hey, I can be there for the heats. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, how can I make this work? Um, so last year, where would you be on a Thursday? Where do they, where do these things take place? Uh, there, it, it was mostly the East Coast actually with Bellator. Um, oh wow, all over the place, just like Supercross tour yep, somewhere yep. different every week. Bellator, same thing. Dude, you're like a rider. You're I, like, uh, I, like yeah, exactly traveling I'm and like a rock star without all the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, a lot, a lot like this show. Yeah. Just like this show. Um, yeah, so you would be somewhere like uh, East St. Louis on a Thursday, fly to Seattle on a Friday. I would fly wherever yeah, Supercross where, yeah. is on Friday. I, wow. I would only be home for one day a week. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah but yeah, really. it was good. What, Staying busy is good. What, uh, what's your background in Supercross or dirt bikes or anything like that? Uh, pardon my ignorance. Uh, I didn't no, uh, no, do not any research. Yeah, you didn't study up. No, no I didn't. <laughs> I did look on your website, and Very I couldn't. professional. And I didn't see any written <laughs> words on your website whatsoever. Nothing. <laughs> a lot of photos. I don't know. There is a bio there, but you must have missed no, it. No, I saw it. You don't like chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't like chocolate. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of chocolate, but Dude. I am a big fan of sweets in general. You don't fit in on this show. I'm sorry. Clearly, you got to go. I'm sorry. Um, no, okay. So what's the yeah? What's the what's the background? How did you get into dirt bikes, or did, was this thing just totally random? No, it wasn't totally random. Um, I grew up around dirt bikes. Um, I g- grew up gl- going to Glamis really with my stepdad, uh-huh. that side of my family, and he built sand rails, so that got me into this whole sport. Right. Um, at least the atmosphere of it. I've never been a real rider myself, and never competed. Right. Just a lot of drinking that. in the desert. I mean, I drive sand rails. I drive I oh, ride quads okay. and all that. Yeah, yeah. But not, not, not the two-wheel stuff. Yeah. yeah um, and then I started working for Monster, and I actually started in Monster Latina. I don't speak any Spanish, so I don't know. It didn't work out that well. <laughs> and so I moved over to Monster's Mainstream, which Supercross is part of. Right. So once I started touring with that, I was hooked. Yeah, and then you started <laughs> going, and you're like, hey, this is actually really this cool. This where I want to be, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, that's an interesting story. And then and somewhere in there, you went to Vegas to and to do the modeling and just kind <laughs> yeah, of pursue Vegas, that. I, yeah, Vegas, I came to Vegas little by little, basically. I started working here kind of, you know, one weekend at a time yeah. for conventions or for rehab or whatever it was. Right. Um, there's a lot of work out here for models, and I eventually just switched uh-huh. all the way over. But I go home a lot to Orange County because my family's there. Mm-hmm. What did you uh, What did you think of uh, being with Supercross? How was it? How was the experience? What was it like? I mean, it had to be in, at times – Maybe a little uh, monotonous, but then other times really cool. I mean, and I mean monotonous because you're, you're – well, I guess it's the life of a model mm-hmm. where you just stand there and smile. But That's true. It, but it's I, more than that. I feel like – No, but you're just a lot of that. Don't I know there's her. more of that. All right. I know there's more of that. <laughs> okay. It's just a lot of that, though. <laughs> there is a lot like of when that. I, though, I was yeah. a mechanic for uh, riders for many years. Perhaps you've heard of Tim Ferry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I was Tim Ferry's mechanic. She gets a bing on that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I, I would have to rebuild the motor, and it would get very boring. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, um, smiling is part right. of the job. You can basically just paint a permanent smile on my face. It's, <laughs> like, I'll find myself walking out of whatever job it is into the elevator, let's say, and I am still have the stupid <laughs> smile stuck in my face because that's what I'm paid to do. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but besides that, I mean, the traveling's pretty awesome, mm-hmm. especially when you get to go cool places. 
uh, and segued into a vacation afterward. Yeah. And then being with Supercross and liking the sport already, and, you know, doing something you would already be doing anyway and yeah. getting paid for in it, right. getting paid for it and making it your job is pretty yeah. rad. And, and then on a day, on a, on a Supercross day, you'd have to set schedule. Hey, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to be here then. Yeah. That's for Miss Supercross, I definitely had a, a fairly set schedule. Had to go tape fan stuff out in the crowd. Had to interview the riders during track walk and after the races. And, of right. course, be there on all the podiums, do all that fun stuff during the races. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so now that you're no longer Miss Supercross, relinquishing your crown without a fight. Without a fight. Just letting it go. Know. Yeah. Uh, walking away at the top. Like like Rocky, <laughs> rocking away at the top. That's uh, right. Uh, how did you did you did you, was it the vote? Did you win Miss Supercross by a vote thing? I don't know. I get confused. They did uh, that for a little while, then they did. A, yeah, they switch it all the time. But no, it wasn't any vote. Um, they they already had known me from doing Monster for so many years. Oh, uh, okay. And they had a few girls. You know, I think they did have a vote going, but they decided yeah. to just <laughs> they had a vote going. <laughs> they're like, you know what? Said, uh, Screw it. We'll postpone this for yeah. a couple of years. Mercedes wins. She said she's got a cool name. Um, <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, okay, so you, you, you're now back at the races, not Miss Supercross. You're now right. Monster Girl. Less work? I wouldn't say less work so much. Um, different. It's just with Miss Supercross, I was interviewing. I uh -huh. was, you know, really – it was it was really challenging for me because that was something new to me. Right. So I had to study. I had to yeah, really, study huh? up on the yeah, riders yeah. and on, you know, all their past races and try and yeah. keep up with that. So – I don't have to do as much of that with Monster, but I still, you know, I'm I'm present and I'm yeah. there, so I kind of already absorb a lot of that. Right. Um, but I do, you know, I sign posters and I take pictures all day and I right. do all the stuff that comes along with being a Monster Girl. So. Do the other Monster Girls get jealous of you? I <laughs> I think if they got jealous of me, I wouldn't know. But, no, honestly, I know Monster. You know how chicks are. I know how right, chicks right, are. Right, right. But, also, if you know any of the girls from the Monster crew, right. they are I don't. the the, the coolest girls ever, and I think that's why there's a lot of girls you see over and over. They're, they're constant they're, monster girls because okay. they have good personalities. But, and, and I just say that they because they're all hot, but you're maybe uh, you know a little more faint. You know what I mean? <laughs> People are like they see all the monster girls there, and they're like, oh, that's Miss Supercross. You yeah. Know, you know, so. I don't think they get jealous. I right. think it's something that um, they have a chance to do too in the future. So yep. it's kind of just something they, they might right. aspire to do. Uh, feud with the rock star girls? Beauty? No, you know what? Some of my best friends are rock star really? girls. Yeah, it's. I never see you guys co-mingle though. Because they're not allowed out of their their spot. Oh. <laughs> they have to stay in their cage. Um, yeah, I never see them mingle. We we we've we've talked about that. Oh, hey, can you uh, get Steve Cox on the line? Remember, we were going to get him in. You got it. Thank you. Uh, um, I, I never see you guys mingle, and we talked about that. We're like, do they ever talk? Are they mortal enemies? No, do I they love the Rockstar they girls fight? too. Um, I mean, I'm not going to drink their drink, but of course not. No, <laughs> horrible drink. Poison. Horrible <laughs> drink. I got some in that fridge, but I got Monster in that fridge too. So, uh, uh, hey, let's take a call. I don't know if we want to take this call. Do we want to take this call? Uh, I don't know. It could be a little shady. All right. Oh, good lord. Hey, has been. You there? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hey, it's our regular caller, has been uh, from New Jersey. You're on the uh, you're on the air with Mercedes Terrell. What's up, dude? Yeah, yeah. I'm from, I'm from New York City today, but uh, I was on vacation last week out in Jackson Hole and uh, can't get any dirtbag uh, information out there. So I listened to your podcast and last week's show, and uh, you know I'm very distraught that Kenny uh, Kenny's not on. I know. Well, um, I'm distraught. I I, I told you know, Kenny, hey, he's, if... the guy the guy's a master storyteller, and uh, yeah. you know you know I do as much as I can to promote the show. I put one of my friends who's also a model to open up any tennis magazine, 
and she has a perfect tanned ass and it's in a sweatshirt. I'm trying to do anything oh. I can do to help her along. Was that the girl you know? in the sweatshirt? Yes. We sold yes. The, he, he bought a sweatshirt from our show? Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, of course, that'd be a sweatshirt. I would never buy anything with somebody else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We gave it to you. Because yeah, he stayed on hold for a whole We gave him a sweatshirt uh-huh. and then he Twittered a photo of this girl with no underwear on wearing our sweatshirt. I thought it was pretty cool. That is. Yeah, uh, yeah for Mercedes in the business, she might recognize us from that uh, from that shot. She's in a lot of tennis. You might recognize her ass. Too, so. <laughs> Let's show you her. Um, from the backside, she looks very familiar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I recognize <laughs> a dimple. Exactly. Well, that's her best asset, actually. Uh, uh, your bank account's the best asset. So yeah, that's no, the most no, has been. We're very upset about Kenny. Uh, I'm upset. Uh, Mercedes is and, upset. Uh, you, I'm extremely are upset. Are you single? No. You're not. Okay. Damn, I told Watson that if he showed up. <laughs> well, I don't have a yeah. ring on my finger, and I'm, but and I can't I'm believe that Watson's single. not there because he, he kind of had that shot in his phone. And well, he yeah, could, no. you know, like make the moves or something. I don't know if Mercedes has uh, your film aspirations, but, you know, with your uh, connections with Jenna Hayes and stuff, well, maybe you can hook her up. Yeah, we had Jenna Hayes on the show. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with her? Uh, the porn star? Yeah. Uh-huh. She was in on, on our show a little while ago. Kenny got her in. And we also discovered Kenny's Match.com profile. So we know he's looking. We know he's actively. So I was trying to sell. I thought you were single, though. So I was trying to sell you to Kenny. To get him to come back in. Yes. Didn't work. (laughs) Well. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, hey, you know, Kenny, maybe you and Mercedes. I'm married. He's married. Tiss is married. Right. Maybe she's there for you. I like how all these dudes think they can get any girl anytime, too. I love that. And especially in the super cost pits. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you're like, oh, man. Uh, You got to keep your hose alive. You know, you got to. If you don't ask, you won't you won't get it. So good point. Uh, has been right. anything else? Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of things. Um, the uh, the three way uh, podcast you do with Weech and uh, and uh, Ping that's 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 your best work. Thank that you. Flows really well. Thank you. Yeah, we're gonna and, keep uh, doing it. We're gonna keep. Doing I, it. I, I appreciate all that uh, all that work. Especially this week, traveling a lot. Um, you know, I listen to all your stuff. But I got I got one question for Mercedes, being that she's on the line and this is totally random call. She's not on that light up on that light up thirty second board. What, is I, that controlled by a um, a radio control device? Do they have a switch on it, or only the blonde girls work the switch? How does that work on that, on that board? <laughs> I was going to ask her that. One of my questions. The light-up board. Actually, I, I was the first one to do the light-up board, which was that A1. Uh, it the the first one that we used was so heavy that me and Ashley Sardo yeah. had to use had to hold it at the couldn't same time. Couldn't see the lights either. Couldn't see the LEDs. But, I mean, right, but, because but, they're but green. Who actually who actually uh, flipped we, the switch? We flipped the switch. There's a switch on the side of it. Wow, that's getting okay. That's pretty impressive. Do you actually pay for that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a jerk, dude. That's pretty Jeez. impressive. Well, the new one isn't so heavy, so they don't they don't. It's not that difficult. <laughs> Hasn't, I'm hanging up on and you. Then, uh, no, I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> Really? Insulting our guests. Mercedes, yeah, no, we flicked the switch. Wow, that's really impressive. You get extra pay for that? Wow, I can't believe you can turn a switch. Well, I'm not blonde. Right. So. Uh, no, that that was, has been, that's, that's <laughs> in, I was waiting for him to make an inappropriate call. Or uh-huh. in, inappropriate uh, <laughs> comment. comment. Yeah. There it was. There you go. It's in, it's inevitable. Hey, if you want to call in and talk to Mercedes Terrell, it's, uh, it's probably him calling back. 702-586-PULP. Uh, call in, and uh, we got her for... Oh, I don't know. Actually, not that much longer. Um, so we'll stick. Her, we'll, we'll keep her sticking around here. Uh, let's bring in our next caller. Hey, Steve Cox. Hey, what's up? What's up, fellas? Hey, Mathis, you are stuttering way more than normal with her sitting in front of you. <laughs> oh, I don't know God, if you noticed please. or she's noticed. I'm stuttering. Yeah, you're like really not speaking clearly. I, I think you're. <laughs> Very I, preoccupied. I should have worn more clothes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> or just some clothes. Uh, do, you know, do you know Steve Cox at all? Yeah. Probably taking a perverted photo yeah, of you a at couple, some point. A couple. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's not ugly. 
<laughs> yeah, she's not ugly. <laughs> wow. It's nice. Um, yeah, say thanks to that. What about Mercedes? What about these guys? Uh, I, I got this question on the, on the, in the Twitter or on the chat room or something. Has it, anybody been inappropriate with you? Uh, fans, photographers, anybody? Like, has there been uh, some moments? Where definitely you're... Twitter. I don't know why it unleashes more than usual uh-huh. um, out of people, but Twitter has, I've had to block a few. Really? Yeah, a little Damn. bit inappropriate. Yeah. Anonymity is not always a good thing. No. What about at the races when dudes are taking photos? Like any ass grabbing? Any, uh, like, um, hey, you want to make out with me? Any of that? What is the dudes are taking photos part? Like you're assuming that the photographers no, no, are no, no, the no. ones responsible for this <laughs> no, sort of behavior. No, no, no. I mean the guys like uh, with your arms around you or whatever. Those dudes. Like, yeah, fans. I mean, uh, they'll try and they'll try and their handle gradually goes really? lower down. But, Ooh. I mean, we're pretty keen on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty – I mean, I'll, I'll call him out for sure. And I'll call out any guy trying to take a camera phone picture, uh, you know, behind a girl. Like, really? You get booty that? shorts, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've gotten someone try and take, like, a picture up my skirt or something. What's it, Steve Cox? It, you know what? No. <laughs> That's <laughs> not nice. My lens, dude, I couldn't get an upskirt photo with a 300 on. It's not going to happen. I don't even know what you just I, said. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, That's photographer lingo. Remember when you wanted to do that, Mathis? Yeah, and then you told me the cr- the price of a camera, and I was like, I'm over it. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, the new Miss Supercross, Diana Dahlgren. Right. Get along with her? Yeah, very well. Did Did you show her the ropes? Did you have to like I, go through a boot camp? I definitely, yeah, I took her through boot camp, Miss Supercross boot camp, and uh, told her if she ever needs any other advice. That Get that sound drop right there. Right. Miss Supercross <laughs> By the way, camp. that should be a reality show. Is, is there any hazing or anything like that yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, not really. How, how's, how's she doing on how, how's she doing on the job? She's doing great. <laughs> Come on. Come no, on. she Bring is. Bring the criticism. You know what? She's doing, in my opinion, way better than I was doing this far into it. Because right. she's, she, me and her personality-wise, we get along really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to, like, stage fright and nervousness, she has – zero of that and i am covered in it really yeah Yeah. so i guess i fake it well but she's just she's doing really well she's already know a lot about that what faking chicks faking it (laughs) oh dude yeah of course Um, hey no dude um by the way i just gotta say um i shot miss you know former miss supercross there on your show i shot her uh for some stuff for feld before Mm -hmm. and the difference between shooting her as a professional model and most other girls that call themselves professional models, it was the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Wow. Wow, thank you. No, it's the greatest thing ever, dude. And uh, <laughs> it really kind of opened my eyes to, like, what would happen if you had, like, a real model. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, wow. No, no, no. I mean, just, just as far as studio photography and stuff, right. it was, like, I, there was no direction needed. It was just, like, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. I just, like, basically pushed a button like you always accuse me of doing, Mathis. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes, what's been your... Your career highlight, let's say, as a model. I mean, the Maxim stuff I've seen. Uh, what's been the the, yep. the 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 San Diego Supercross Chad Reed winning moment for you? <laughs> Maxim was really rad. Um, being Miss Supercross was one of those things where I'd been in the sport for so long. Right. Having that title was really cool, and it gained me a ton of fan base. So that was rad because uh-huh. of the support like, I got from the fans. And some creepy dudes, but... And, and, yeah. uh, and a couple creepy dudes. <laughs> right. You guys throw but that in there. overall, it raised your yeah. profile up. And then with Bellator, um, I know it's not super cross-related and your show is all about that, no, but... No, no, yeah, no. Bellator, is, it was a contest to get that, and that oh, was, was huge for me, yeah. So, oh. you know... The, like text-in or write-in or something, or what was that? Like? No, I had to do a video, send it in, then do a bunch of interviews oh, afterward. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. No, if you listen to the show, and I, I'm sure you're glued every Monday night, but uh, we often don't talk just about Supercross. What's up, Tits? You got something to say? I don't know. Just hanging out. <laughs> oh, no, you were, like, looking at me. Like, I thought no, you were trying to get my attention. Just <laughs> scratching my legs. Sorry. Oh. Hey, Mercedes, do you, ever yeah. get, uh, do you ever get confused sitting there in the studio when they say, hey, tits? Like, do you ever think they're talking to you, or, uh, or do you know I did look up the first time. She, she, but... did. she did. I had to kind of explain. I was like, oh, wait, we don't, we don't, we don't tell anybody that. He's, yeah, tits is sitting across the room from me, so, from, so it's not like direct eye contact when yeah. he says it. It's right. not too awkward. Um, so, so, again, so Maxim probably, uh, Miss Supercross or Maxim, really raised your profile, helped you get gigs, helped you. Yeah, those are huge. Um, any of my magazine covers, and especially Dub, which is still out on stands right now. Oh, you're in Dub? Dub magazine. She's on cover. cover. Oh, you are? Uh-huh. Yep. If I you followed her on Twitter, you'd know that. It's a double research. cover with Paul Wall. Who's Paul? Yeah. Paul, Paul Wall, the rapper. Who's Paul That's Wall? Funny. That's Paul <laughs> Wall. <laughs> no, really? No, is that the guy from Fast and Furious? No, he's a rapper. That's Paul Walker. Oh. He's uh, a rapper he's a from man, uh, Houston. Houston, Texas. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not. I, yeah, I like, well, Paul Wall doesn't look the same as Paul Walker at all. I just no. bought. <laughs> I just bought. Aha! Take on me. So I'm right up with today's music. Okay. I'm right up with today's okay. music. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> any of my covers have been really right. cool. So uh, Deb's a recent one. What about uh, what about on the stage? Did you uh, did you have a rough moment during all last year? Was there something where you either you know uh, got your facts wrong or made a mistake or stumbled like anything embarrassing uh, like that happened you know to you last year? Never on the live announce the live part yeah. of the show, but when I would interview the writers afterwards, sometimes you're calcu- you're trying to calculate right. you know their their um, numbers from that night and yeah. from the past. So you're trying to figure out okay who's in first, who's in second, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to be next week? Right. And you put it all into your questions, and I'd stumble on those once in a while. I'd be like, you have 143 points, you know, whatever it is. Any any riders uh, dish you? Any jerks? No, Come they're on. all they're all yeah. pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, and spit it out. You who, can comment. Who you want to put on blast? <laughs> no, I'm not putting anyone on blast. They honestly, they were they were pretty cool. I think they right. understood. Like, I was I was definitely doing as good of a job as I could, and I think I did I did good. So, oh yeah, somebody put in your dub cover shot in the uh, in the chat room nice. right now. So, uh, you guys can check it out on there. Uh, what about uh, any riders try to pick you up? Um, no, no riders directly. Oh, my directly. God. Yeah, uh, I don't believe Cox, that for can a you, second. Cox, do you call I'm not it? putting any riders on blast. <laughs> I'm, not they saying, never, I'm not saying you need to name names. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying you need to come out with names. Then, and, yes, they have. And but... body body marks, like identical body, identical yeah, body marks. There's no possible way exactly. riders have a hit on her. Thank you. Thank you. It's, that's a completely imp- – that, that's, yeah, there's that's no like way. Saying... They never hit on me, like, face-to-face, though. They'll oh. Facebook me or they'll send me oh, yeah, yeah. some yeah. other way. Oh yeah, but they're all like ten years old, so it's like that's how they do it. <laughs> they they, uh, they send her a photo of their trophy. They're like, yeah. "Hey, you want one of these?" <laughs> yes. Okay. No. I'm. I, yeah. You don't need any names. It'd be cool if you did, though. I'm not going to. <laughs> Damn. Uh, what about uh, what about media dudes? Any any media dudes hit on you? No. Like guys like Cox or. They, no. You know, I mean, no. No. Not Carl enough. Stone. Come on, Carl Stone. <laughs> Never hit on me, but Brown he does Dog say Wilson, some... dude. Come on, Brown, Brown Dog. Brown Dog doesn't. Carl Stone says some horrible things, though. <laughs> <laughs> he almost made Steve spit his coffee. Yeah. Well, I say horrible things, too, but usually I'm kidding. Oh, get that drop. Um, yeah. there's, no, there's, a, there's, a Twitter, there's a guy out there on Twitter pretending to be Carl Stone. It's not Carl. Uh, it's, and he's saying some horrible things to writers' wives. He's probably been deleted, also. Yeah, well, that, that was funny. I don't care who, what you say. That was funny. We love Carl. We all love Carl. Yeah, Carl's awesome. But he's, if you want to find Carl, go to where the girls are, and you'll find him. Absolutely. Like, oh, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying anything wrong about these yeah. people. I'm just saying. Right. Like, 
Yeah. Comments are funny. I don't. I, mean, I don't get. I don't take offense easily. Easily, so it's not. It's not that bad. It's not hey, that big of a deal. Are, right. Right. Are, are you? Contract- you kind of can though, can you? Like to to have your no. job in a male dominated sort of deal like this, you can't be like easily offended because we're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not. It's not you guys so much. It's not media so much because you've been around it. You know, you're not trying to make a nuisance of yourself but it's just when you're in the pits and the fans and everyone's drinking in the in the right. uh, parking lot beforehand they come in and they get a little rowdy sometimes but there's some there's some fun ones too like this weekend in san diego i got proposed to with a ring pop really <laughs> yeah. wow there we go and then you didn't take what did you say i uh <laughs> took a picture with it i said i i said i have to give this back to you because it doesn't go with the, the monster uh outfit isn't um yeah accepting ring pops at the moment so <laughs> not a lot of room for pockets yeah. so you actually yeah. turned him down using your gig as your excuse no i didn't turn him down I, he said he came up and said say yes and i said yes and he got on one knee and his his friends were like video oh, it's funny i'm yeah, sure it'll be right. on facebook soon and i'll i'll retweet it or post it again or somewhere. people will be like that chick's a bitch you see her like you know no, like, no but you know how people are <laughs> yeah well like, er, someone's always gonna say that right so right that's what i'm saying there's haters like cocks up there. you can't let it get to you <laughs> Dude, come on man. carl stone and stuff um <laughs> No, no, it's just, a, it's an interesting world. I think uh, your position is something like, um, like, ah, I can't really put my finger on it right now, but let's say it's something where, don't take it wrong, don't take offense to this, you don't notice yourself as a, as a guy, as a fan, unless you're doing a bad job. And then you're like, wow, that girl's not good. But with yourself, you're like, wow, she's she seems on it. She's asked the relevant questions, she's... You know, she's uh, knows what's going on in the sport and all that. How much work was that to to, to keep up on all that? Like, like um, it seemed like you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I did because I I really did put a lot of time into studying, right. um, and that was that was the hardest part for me is having to study every week. And remember, I'm only home once a week. I'm right. literally studying on the road, trying to figure it out from my phone or my laptop or whatever I can yeah. get the information from and make it work. And that yeah, that was the hardest part. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. I liked it though. I liked right, the challenge right, of it. Right. Yeah, it was like something new, right? Yeah. What do you, do you ever? Sorry, do you ever look at like forums and stuff and see like the nasty shit everybody says about about girls at the races on there? Uh yeah, I have. I've definitely seen some stuff that I'd hit that. No one. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just. Wait, come on. That's what guys do, yeah. no matter what. So yeah, but know. like the funny part is, is that a lot of them will sit there and like tear girls apart who are like really, really hot. In the normal world, and they'd be like, "Oh, look at she's got a dumpy ass, or whatever it is." Yeah. And you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. "Well, what's your girlfriend look like?" Exactly. Or, or, or what do you look like? Like, look at me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Look at like Tubby Mathis, like me criticizing <laughs> girls. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, right. it's nonsense. What do you think? I can pull anything? You know what I mean? I got my beautiful wife downstairs. I'm you wouldn't want to, the- obviously, but if you wanted to, I'm sure you could you. get all kinds of chicks. Theoretically, is what I'm talking about. I don't really look that fat. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was me. Uh, hey, uh, uh, I know I know you got a boyfriend. Best looking racer, though. Let's, let's put it uh, Best looking? Best looking racer. I mean, besides Timmy. <laughs> Timmy's gone. He's retired. But let's just go. Well, I should say Chad Reed because he was just on. Yeah. Um, Chad's cool. But I think Dungy's the new, like, heartthrob of Supercross. Really? Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It, it, so, what? <laughs> Jeez, sorry, Cox. <laughs> Cox is bummed you didn't say him, I guess. I feel bad because I know those guys are so good looking. It just makes me feel bad about myself. They're, hey, they're, they're good looking. They're millionaires. They can I know. They're bike. young. They're like action heroes. It's like, Jesus, man. They're everything we're not. Exactly. Like, pretty so. much. 
Uh, um, and so, so really, no rivalry with the Monster Girls or the Toyota Girls or none of that. No, really there's no rivalry out. at all. If there was that kind of ghetto rivalry, yeah, <laughs> then maybe we somebody would... <laughs> could film it and we could make a movie out of That's it. That's probably true. Has, been... there, has there ever been a defection to the other side? Have I ever worked for no, any other? Like an, yeah, like one of, not you, but another girl went rock star to monster or vice versa. Yeah. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Most of you guys work for the same agency, don't you? Isn't it a uh, oh, no. different agency? There are different agencies that oh. do different stuff, but you got to understand that, you know, I might be touring with Monster right now and have constant work with them. So mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to stray. But if girls are working as a full time model yeah. and they may, may have worked for Monster one time or may have worked for Rockstar one time, and then, you know, Red Bull or someone says, hey, you know, three months down the line, right. can you work for us and yeah. we'll give you all these gigs? Monster hasn't promised you anything or Rockstar hasn't. Yeah, so yeah. it's, oh. it's not okay. about, there's no contract. So you're not. That's what I thought. I thought it was yeah. a deal where it's like, hey, you're going to be the Rockstar girl at 16 races. No. You know, or, when, or like, when like Suzuki wouldn't renew Timmy's contract and then he was like, I'll just go ride from Mazda to Yamaha or whatever. Yeah. It was like that. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I'm sure they totally random analogy <laughs> uh, there. Hey, what do you what do you hope to do, Mercedes? What's uh, what's the ultimate goal? What are we like? Is obviously it's not to be an Aaron Bates because uh, you know you're moving on, sort of. Uh sort of. What, but what, what is the goal for you? What would you love to do? Well, I do like the live announcing. I do like broadcast, mm -hmm. and it might not. You know, I didn't do another year in Supercross, but it doesn't necessarily have to be with Supercross. And you never know. You know, things yeah. will change right. over time, and, I, and that's how life goes. But with Bellator, I interview the fighters a lot. So there's oh, okay. always oh, so other stuff. Well, you said ring girl, so I just thought you were ring girl. I do do ring girl, but we also do. Oh, but, so, okay, so you're doing broadcast stuff. Yes, ah, I do okay. do broadcast stuff uh, other than yeah. that. And I've done stuff for um, Trans World Motocross Awards, for Fuel, yeah. TV, that type of stuff. So that's the goal. That would be, I would love to do that, TV hosting. Do into like uh, Leanne Tweeden or Jamie. Jamie, um, um, help me out. Jamie Little. <laughs> Jamie Little. I can't believe I forgot her. I knew, I've known her for a while. Sorry, like she's listening. Right. Um, Jamie, Little, <laughs> like that that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah. Well, definitely, uh, that would be where the uh, big bucks, I guess, would lay, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, I don't think to start it's necessarily big bucks, but I think uh -huh. you can grow into it. Right. So yeah. How much do you? This work? is going to. This is going to sound really misogynistic, but what about just, like, finding a rich dude and, like, marrying him and then taking half his shit in, like, ten years? Wow. Hey, what, what, what's wrong with you? Why that's, did you ask her no, something that's like totally that? that's totally my style. Yeah. yeah. You didn't. No, I'm not that's, saying it would be, like, Everything was going good until then. Everything was going good until then. That's a dumb question. Uh, did I ruin it? Here, here's something that I, I don't worry too much about it. Like, I'll have that double cheeseburger from McDonald's. Uh -huh. What about you? How no. much? How much do you exercise and 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 and, and make yourself uh, get that call, tits? I uh, definitely thank mom and dad for genetics because I've never really had to think about that stuff. But uh -huh. within the last few years, I've been a little more conscious about it, and then within the last year, especially, I've been you know going to the gym and uh -huh. eating right and all that. But I think more because it makes me feel better, but not necessarily changes my body. Right. So I got a little. You bit always lucky. hear these uh, you know these true Hollywood stories and stuff on on models or mm -hmm. hot chicks that. Like I'm throwing up every night, and not that you tell us, but I mean I do do that, like maybe <laughs> once or twice a week. And I'm totally kidding, totally kidding. Um, uh, Cox, I don't That's know. Awesome. Uh, I much... throw up once or twice a week too, but it's usually when I'm looking at a picture of Mathis. Steve, say, Steve has lost some God. weight. I don't know if you saw him at recently at the races, but he'd really appreciate it if you told him that he looked skinnier. I mean, you're looking good, Steve. It's just because yeah. he cut his hair; it just makes him look. Slim. Oh my <laughs> God, dude! It does make you lose weight technically to cut your hair, I would imagine, but I don't know that it would measure on a scale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Uh, hey, let's uh, premix you there. 
Yeah, I'm here. What's up, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, um, just wanted to throw this out really quick, just so you know. Seven C's riding again. Who? Who? Seven C, Blair Morgan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven C. Yeah, he's he's riding again, I guess. Just out on a sled a little bit. And then I had a quick question for Mercedes. What's that? Um, basically, there's a lot of people that kind of compare you to uh, Leanne Tweeden as like a younger version. Do you see yourself going like kind of the route she's going? Because she's went pretty far after being Miss Supercross. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we just covered we that. We just talked next, about next that. Yeah. The show, jerk. <laughs> At least well, I'm not the only one who asked I'm, the same I'm question. I'm driving, so I'm missing uh, a lot of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do, I do so. see myself uh, headed in that direction. You know, you, you never know what doors open. And I'll stick with this. I'll, I'll ride this train as far as it's going to take right. me. So uh, you never know. Just got to keep on watching out. What kind of what kind of money are you girls pulling down being a uh, Miss Supercross or a Monster Girl? Wow! Uh, hey, let's see your tax returns. <laughs> <That's pretty nice. laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? If she was my girlfriend, she'd probably be skinning them. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? That, Just for like a ballpark figure, like with all the stuff you guys she, do. I mean, a, can a girl, you know, through okay. an agency, pull down, you know, six figures with all the different things you're doing? You know, gigs and appearances. Oh and, yeah, easy, you know, the, easy six figures. It depends. Chicks. It depends on the gigs that you're doing. You know, some girls get a lot of work, and some girls don't, and. It just depends. Yeah, and like you also got to ask for it. If you don't, like I said before, if you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. Like I definitely, you got you know, to get, get out of it what you're putting into it then, basically. Exactly. Thanks. I got a yeah. funny question. Cool Thanks. deal. Thanks, Premix. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. Uh, I know one thing. I'm not getting any callbacks on my monster guy application. Damn. That I've submitted. Did you <laughs> did you send guy. him a picture of you? <laughs> yes. No, he's thinking of a different. He's not talking about monster energy. He just wants <laughs> just, to be like a monstrous dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be a monster. Period. Yeah. Well, you can borrow my outfit and send in a pic. Ooh, and see that'd what be they hot. Say. That would be very monsterish. <laughs> What's your question, Cox? No, I was just gonna say that, um, like a while back, uh, when I was working with Race X, so I interviewed Kelly Lodge for something, and we were kind of laughing about like um, the fact that you know she's. Essentially, a madam is kind of how she put it, which is yeah, you know kinda, funny. Yeah, that's a good point. But um, but it's just funny because like the uh, uh, I was wondering if you ever thought about that because obviously you know I I wouldn't you know, I mean you don't have go sex go have sex with people or whatever but but you are sort of paid to be <laughs> Where pretty is this going? and you know uh, available you and all this sort of stuff so. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted your thoughts on that. Um, I I understand you know if people relate any agent to being a, a madam, but it's nowhere near that. It's not even <laughs> close. Um, yeah, good job. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was how, fun. How much, no, I, I don't mean like, I mean in all the positive ways you could be a hooker, not in the negative. Wow. wow. Jesus. Wow. Jeez, she need to cut him off. Somebody, hey, you ever seen that movie Dig Dug or that game Dig Dug? Uh, That's yeah. what Cox is doing right now. Deeper, deeper he is the dude deeper. with the shovel, the yeah, little white yeah. guy with the shovel. I mean, we're paid to look pretty, and that's as, the, as far as it goes. Not yeah, I guess you're right. All right, whatever. I thought, <laughs> whatever. I didn't know if you'd have fun with that or not. Um, uh, I lost tra- I lost my train of thought. You brought this show. <laughs> that's to happened a lot fight. since she came in. No, no, that hasn't happened a lot. Uh, how much does an agency take uh, of your earnings? How much? Usually does, how does that work? Usually it's twenty percent. If you have a manager on top of that, it's another ten percent. Do you have a manager? I did. I do not. Oh, okay. Anymore. So I now don't. it's strictly uh, somebody calls your agency, and you hope the agency says, "Hey, we have a girl. Her name is Mercedes. Take her." Right. You, ca- you call an agency. You, know, you don't usually call an agency. You look online nowadays to uh, website agency oh, that type of thing, and they'll have all their talent listed right there. You pick your girls. Right. 
Um, with monsters, a little different because I've worked with them for so long. And Kelly, you know, the connection is her agency. She has worked with them so long. She has a certain client she's worked with a lot. So yeah. they already have their kind of favorite girls. Kelly's not your agent? She is one of my agents. Oh, okay. But you don't, oh. I'm not exclusive with any Oh, you agent. don't? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know how this works. I'm I know. not it's, it's big confusing. in the model game. <laughs> you know, definitely not. <laughs> really? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh, what a... Uh, uh, you got to isolate that really. That was a heavily sarcastic really uh, that you could probably use a lot. I want to get into the racers trying to pick you up thing. Oh, God. So they would just do it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. I've been Facebooked. And how would they say it? Like, would they say, hey, I know you saw me win. No. (laughs) What would the the deal be? No, they just assume that I know who they are because I do. Right. And – I could see racers doing this because they live in this world where everybody kisses their ass, right? I mean, they don't even build their own goggles, as we know. Michael Lessie lost his, by the way, and he won. Um, I can see the racers just being like, hey, you know, meet me here. No, they're not. Well, I mean. <laughs> meet, meet, meet me at, you know, I don't think they have to do that because the, the fact that they're even hitting me up at all is, is saying a lot for a, a racer because they already get, you know, hit on and girls thrown at them all the time yeah. so i don't think they want to be that aggressive and i don't know I, th- far. I think they sort of have a sense of entitlement like hey of course miss supercross wants to go out with me <laughs> why Dude, wouldn't she right uh, for a recent issue of dirt rider that should be coming out or just came out um i wrote a whole column about how racers are exactly like hot chicks and that they like have everybody cater to them all the time it's like hey would you like something to drink are oh, you look thirsty yeah. you know yeah. like this whole thing so it, it's essentially like you know, no, the normal, it's like models the trying to date models. Yeah, kind of. The Supercross fans are way more aggressive, way more out uh, forward with things, blunt about everything. And then, you know, then what? Then the, the, the race. Oh, then the racers. <clears throat> then oh, the racers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's <laughs> if you want any stories, they come from there. Yeah. Let's, well, let's, how let's could, how could the racer really know how to pick up a chick anyway? For, um, at least the younger ones, because like really. Like, most of the girls yeah. are going to be throwing themselves at them, like, when yeah, they're, you know, exactly. at the races or whatever. Yeah, like, can you see a homeschooled 21-year-old motocross superstar kid actually being able to form a sentence on Facebook? You know what I mean? <laughs> to pick up Mercedes? Like, No, she'd probably be, like, proofing his grammar and stuff right. and sending it back to him just being all mad at him. What's the gnarliest thing a fan has said to you? I just want to say... Steve is trying to recover from the hooker comment right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, come on. I'm correcting grammatical errors. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> so you Kelly, really Kelly Lowe well just kind you. of like the matter to smart. you, a hooker, basically. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so what's the, what's the gnarliest thing like a fan has said to you or, or done or dropped you a note or what? I don't even they, know. You know, like the stuff that, some of the stuff that they said I can't really repeat. Yeah, you can't. No, I'm not going to say it myself. Oh, on it's the show, dirty. we don't care. They just, they just say gross things where you're like, and what do you do? where is your mother? That's what I say. <laughs> and what do you do? You just go. I don't. I yeah. literally don't even right. give them the time. Like, I won't even respond, say anything. I'll just yeah. walk away. Any of them named Moser from Seattle? Not that I know. <laughs> okay. I'm just throwing that out there. It, it wouldn't surprise there, There's a guy bit. we know that, that, that could come out of him. Sure. Um, uh, uh, but so, okay, so the riders. So would it be only the guys who win? Any top ten guys? Like <laughs> you're trying to narrow it down. No, no, I don't want any names. I really don't. Yes, um, just, just give us numbers. No, no, no. I'm wondering how low a racer has to be <laughs> to think they can get you. So like main event they guys have to be only. Low. It's not. Triple it's not digits. even that. I mean, I'm sure there's been models that worked in Supercross stuff that date 
riders now. Actually, I know a lot of them. Right. So that's that's not even No, but I just want to know the mentality. So what are we talking? Guys mm-hmm. who didn't even make the main event? No. I'm talking about guys who are part of the main event. Like they're the multi-million okay. dollar racers? Yeah, so yes. they're the ones sending you messages. Okay, so f- faster guys. That's, well, yeah. I'm... I don't Both. think one of them wasn't Timmy, was it? No. Okay. <laughs> Timmy. I hope not. Timmy's married, dude. He would never. I know. Do what like if that? she not said Timmy. yes? My whole world oh, would crumble right now. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not getting anyone in trouble. Stop trying. Hey, Mercedes, talk <laughs> yeah. about uh, your uh, fashion design type stuff. You still doing that stuff? Uh, yeah, I still make my own clothes a lot of the time. I make a lot of um, bikinis, that type of stuff, and uh, usually I tweet when I do any kind of fun stuff like that so (laughs) you can always see it there yeah Um, do you model it yourself to show it off um not to show it off because i don't have like a line or anything yet of my own but um i'll take it to a photo shoot and use it you know i i make my own outfits and i used to make go-go outfits for a club in orange county every week so i've done a lot of that fashion-y stuff it's it's definitely a passion of mine See, not to kiss her ass, but she, you know, she's not just a hooker. She also does wow. fashion. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, Steve, tell us how professional she was at, at your shoot that maybe you weren't professional at. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what we talked about that stuff. Come on. It was, it was cool. No, and she, and like the, the, there was like a corset or something that she made last year that looked really cool. And oh, I was yeah. really surprised to find out that she actually made it. Yeah, I, I thought they got it somewhere. You were on the cover of Racer X a little bit, a little corner shot. Yes, I was. Yeah. I was in Racer X and in, um, Trans World Motocross at the same time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or month at month one month same, after the other. Same, yeah, consecutive yeah. or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. Oh, that's like uh, something that James Stewart probably only does. <laughs> um, uh, what about um, uh, how was Don? Was he creepy? No, Don's cool. <laughs> He's super. Cool. So He's only not- Carl Stone is creepy, just for the record. <laughs> and Brown Dog Wilson. No, Chris Gans. He's cool too. What's his name? Chris. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. No, well, I was just calling Brown Dog because I don't even know. No one knows his name. He takes pictures of me way too much. I feel like it kind of like a, I have to start looking better just so that he can take pictures of me and I don't feel right. so humiliated once I see it. Well, he's only going to take candid pictures of you anyway where you're totally like with hang, pizza hanging out of your mouth or something horrible like right. that. Yeah, yeah. That's what he does feel, to me. I feel really bad. It's so horrible for my self-esteem. And then, try, <laughs> then, he, then he tries to blackmail you in a big scheme. Yeah. No, he, then he sends them to me and I yell at him. About it. Um, hey, uh, do, do you have any breaks during the day? Do you have any time to rest? Because at Supercross, yeah, like uh, uh, I notice, kind of whenever you're just always there smiling, not you specifically, <laughs> but all the girls. You know what I mean? They always seem like they're always, always on duty, there. right? Well, when people are in the pits, we're there. Like that's our job. So yeah. yeah, we try and be there for the whole pit party, or at least for the the most um, packed time yeah. during the day, which is usually like two to close which is 5 30 or 6 depending uh-huh. and then we take a very quick break where we shove food in our mouth and get ready for the night show which starts yep. we have to go out there and um throw t-shirts and start the cannons right before opening ceremonies at 6 45 so we oh, get that that i want to shoot one break. of those cannons i'm sure they'll let you i don't think they would they don't like me <laughs> <laughs> okay. there's no chance of that well but, if you can't sneak onto the like, field <laughs> do you think todd gendro's letting me shoot a cannon anytime soon uh i don't know that anybody in their right mind would let you shoot a cannon <laughs> have you ever hit a dude in the face or anything uh, yes, but not with the cannon. Oh. So it wasn't too bad. With a shirt. Yeah, just throwing yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. freehand. And then, uh, <laughs> who, 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 how, who decides and how is it decided who gets to hold the 32nd board? Um, Kelly usually is there and she decides. Oh. Uh, if she's not there, then she texts us and decides. Really? Yeah, because that way Big there's no one. competition there. 
like honestly i've done it i don't need to do it every time if they want me to do it i'm there yeah. to do it and i'm <laughs> kelly calls me uh 30 second board 101 because i always teach the new girls because she wants to make sure everyone's comfortable right. everyone knows what they're doing because we had a girl a uh, couple years back at a who, national at a... no it wasn't oh. at national it was at a supercross it was atlanta and she accidentally oh, put the sign down too fast Oh, I remember that. Because she got scared because it's scary out there. You're standing yeah. in front of all the bikes. They're lined up, ready. Right. Their engine's roaring, and you're, yeah. the, the cameraman, like, ran from the front of her, which they do a lot. So you think, oh, my God, are you, are you supposed to get off the track? But right. no, you're not. You have to wait the whole 30 seconds, and yeah. uh, she didn't. So they had to restart I remember the race. that. Yeah, that was a big controversy for yeah. sure. People are like, hey, you know, get some dudes doing it. Never mind this, these hot chicks. But what about, what about running, though? In, aren't you in heels or something? Yeah, you're in heels, uh, yeah, so in, like right on Saturday us. night in San Diego. That's fun. Yeah, <laughs> Mud Diego. Um, <laughs> you better get up fast. Cox, you've been down there. Uh, has any of them ever tripped or stumbled? Uh, yeah, yeah, but the there was a few years ago, maybe two, three years ago, somebody held the thirty second board upside down. Oh no, <laughs> that was a good one. I really like that one. I'm always afraid I'm going to do that too. But, like, the photo was outstanding because she's so, like, Perfect. It's like posing, smiling. But then and the like, things, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. she looks all, because she's completely unaware. And, you oh. know, yeah. for comedy relief, it was awesome. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot more that goes into it than you guys realize, all right? Oh, Give God. the girls a break. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard, yeah. you got to hold the sign right side up and count to 30. They don't even got to count anymore. No, the guy points at us. But yeah. you do have to so be sure. you don't sure. even have to count. All right. Well, I'm trying to give you more credit then. First of all, just smile for 30 seconds straight. Just I, try yeah, that. Okay, I, We do it for like 10 hours yeah, straight. That's true. Yeah, and it's windy. It's raining. It's snowing. We're still out there like half naked or more than half naked. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, yeah it's Salt Lake City last year. Holy crap, dude. It was snowy. so gnarly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and that's true. You guys are always kind of – you never really put naked. clothes on, yeah. do you? Do you? No. We get pneumo- I've been sick three times in one month. Is that even possible? I, guess. I hate to break it to you, but um, that has nothing to do with being cold. I'm just going to throw that out. Oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Getting sick? I think yeah. it has uh, to do with lowering your immune system or something when you're so tired from it. And yeah, but you if your, your immune system would be fine if you ate – you have oh, to fuel well, it. If I throw up my food, what is that? Exactly. You, your, your bulimia is ruining your <laughs> immune system. For sure, without a doubt, Josh Hansen has hit on you. No, Josh Hansen has not hit on me. Without a doubt. No, he hasn't. I don't know. Like, he's all trying to I, I, I don't know if I believe that. You're really nice. I don't want to call you a liar. <laughs> no, everybody Josh Hansen retweets on Twitter is a hot chick, dude. I don't think he has to hit on anybody. Yeah, I think right. he's. No, he's I, good to go. Yeah, no, I think he's yeah he's like mowed mo- through the country of Australia. The so. the riders don't need to hit on girls. They have girls, you know, yeah. looking for them all over everywhere they go. So yeah, we had a guy in here, an old motocoaster from the '90s, a couple weeks ago. Phil Lawrence, he was in in studio, and I said, "Hey, have you ever picked up a girl from like a poster signing?" And he looked at me like I had said, "Do you ever breathe air?" <laughs> like seriously, like, he was duh. like like all the time, and I I didn't realize this goes on. I don't have that happen to me, as you can imagine. And I didn't realize this, but but yeah, he's like yeah, all the time. I Did you to... ask him about his legendary um, status, so to speak, in the no, motocross I, industry? I'm not following you. What do you what do you mean, Steve? Uh, he has a giant penis, from what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't really get into that too much, like two guys, you know. I mean, I think... well, I didn't know if maybe it just came up when you're talking about chicks and stuff. I don't know. No, definitely, we we talked about we used the term hammer or python a few times because oh, we did. Okay, you know that is. And my wife got a, a photo with him, and she was very happy. So um, I don't know if that had anything to do with her python, with his python. <laughs> 
Was uh, the python, like, on the other side of her? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, well, hey, uh, Mercedes, thank you for coming by. No uh, problem. Uh, will you do this again? I will. I know you're super busy, but let's bring you in when Kenny's here. Okay. And maybe if you're single, I don't know how the relationship is with you, maybe you and Kenny. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Something we'll could see happen. see how it goes. Uh, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank no you for problem. driving all the way up here. Uh, Cox, you want to stay on the line? We're going to – Yeah, I'll stay, yeah. Uh, but I just want to throw in a little plug for Kenny. He would be extremely devoted Okay. You, have, you, have, I, I mean, you know what? I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Right. He, he wouldn't ditch you like he ditched the Pulp MX show. Is, is, he, uh, is your boyfriend a, a moto guy? No. Is he in a moto at all? Nope. So not he's probably at not listening to the show. He's an he MMA fighter, oh. probably. He'd probably kick the shit out of all of us. He's probably a Top Gun guy like Tom Cruise or Val Kilmer. He's probably the name of Iceman or something. Iceman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> oh, my God. How did what, you know what, that? What does he do for a living? What does he do for a living? makes us all look pathetic. What does he do for a living? He's a mortgage broker. Oh, God. Probably the hottest uh, mortgage broker. No, <laughs> no, he's worth $10 million. She got all yeah. mad at me for mentioning marrying somebody for money, and she, like, knows somebody who owns a mortgage-broking company or something. I did not That's say that. <laughs> he's probably, like, yeah, his name is, like, Come, come see the Iceman for the best mortgage in town. Oh, you know, his name's like Iceman Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like part of the Rockefeller clan, but yeah. the really good-looking one. You know what's so sad? I've never seen Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> you can let her go now. How old are you? I'm 26. I've never seen it, but wait, my boyfriend's been it for her Halloween for the last like seven years. You're not missing Iceman. anything. You were born. So in... he, she, dude, he does have a connection to Val Kilmer <laughs> Top Gun thing. Thank you. You're telling me this dude isn't some sort of chiseled, chiseled guy. He's going in as Son Top of Gun. A bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I go as Oscar the Grouch or Snuffle up against. I did not say he wasn't chiseled. I just. <laughs> Come on. He's going as a top gun I said guy. I'm not in it for money. That's all I said. I'm oh not saying God. that. Steve Cox is saying that, but I can okay. just imagine. I uh, hate um, this guy. Well, <laughs> if you break up with chiseled Iceman mortgage guy. Kenny will be in the wing. Kenny lady. will be there. Thank yeah. God. He will be your Iceman. Thank God. Or, I've no, never was, hated goose. anybody more that I've never met than her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. F that guy. F that guy. Uh, yeah. Thank you again, Steve. Stay on the no line. Problem. We're going to go to a commercial. And uh, we'll be right back on the Paul Bomex Show presented by BTOsports.com. And uh, we will see you in uh, six minutes, five minutes? Six minutes, five seconds. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you then. Bye. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by BTOsports.com, featuring Kenny Watson and that other guy. Thanks for listening. Please support our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOsports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. Make sure to punch in that code M-A-T-T-H-E-S and any order over 100 bucks gets a Mathis-sized discount. BTOsports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX show and make sure to check us out on the web at BTOsports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders over $799. As a motorcyclist, one will have certainly come across the name AGV, most probably because Valentino Rossi, one of the world's fastest and most talked about racers, wears them religiously. Well, the legendary Italian helmet brand, which started manufacturing helmets in 1947, has decided to return to our sport with two motocross helmets, the MTX and the new AX8. The AX8, with its carbon Kevlar fiber shell, has a sleeker, more aggressive styling, amazing cooling and ventilation, and only weighs 1,500 grams. 
This helmet has been developed and used by Gautier Pollen, Travis Pastrana, Davy Millsaps, and 2008 MX1 World Champ, David Phillips. The AX8 retail price starts at $349. You can check them out at all Parts Unlimited dealers or directly at AGV.com. FMF Racing can give you the same performance advantage that keeps Ryan Villapoto and the Monster Energy Kawasaki on the podium. And right now, during our Take 20 promotion, take 20% off select FMF four-stroke exhaust through your local dealer or at fmfracing.com. While you're there, find out about rider support, motocross news, research updates, new products, and FMF apparel. It's all at fmfracing.com. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. The next time you need to get your bike dialed, Think about contacting JGRMX for all your engine and suspension modifications. Joe Gibbs Racing jumped feet first into Supercross and Motocross a few years ago, and using their state-of-the-art engine and suspension dynos, they are able to provide you with the best mods out there. Using what they learned from team riders like Davey Millsaps, Justin Brayton, and Cooper Webb, JGRMX can get you and your bike to the top level. Look for an announcement soon for the all-new amateur motocross team. Check them out on the web at JGRMX.com. JGRMX is a semi-proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. If you live your life loud, then Kicker Audio Components are for you. Kicker has been behind the sport of Supercross and Motocross for a long time now and is a personal sponsor of some of the biggest names the sport has ever seen. Names like Jeremy McGrath, Ricky Carmichael, Chad Reed, and others rely on Kicker for all of their needs. Kicker's been around a long time and is known to bring their best into each and every product they make. Whether it's speakers, amplifiers, subwoofers, or any other product, we have you covered. Check us out on the web at kicker.com and remember, live it loud. Brand goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Mike Alessi, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com.
Yeah, welcome to the show. We're back. We're on the air. Still on the air. Kennyless on this Monday night. It's kind of like penniless. Cox, you there? Yeah, I'm here. It's kind of like penniless, except you still have money. Kennyless. There's been some communications with Kenny and my wife. During the show? During the show. Uh-huh. Negotiations are ongoing. <laughs> oh, wow. We will see what happens. I figure his hatred for me might get him to come back in, you know? I don't know. I'm he sure really doesn't like me no, ever since that whole Mimi thing. There's no show next week. <laughs> where I'm, I'm in Florida next week. Uh, no show next week. Perhaps Kenny needs two weeks off to cool it out. And we'll be yeah, back. maybe. Uh, let's welcome our next guest on, and that would be none other than uh, rock star Makita Suzuki's Brett Metcalf. Metty, what's up? What's going on, fellas? Hey, thanks for coming on. I know I, uh, I told you a little bit earlier, but we had Mercedes Terrell in. So Yeah, I know. That's why you're running late. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and and uh, I'm in the doghouse because I told Mercedes that she was the hottest girl who's ever been in the studio, which is true, except my wife has been in the studio many times. And I didn't <laughs> oh, mean yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's I meant not going to go well, man. I meant it as a guest, as a guest, you know, but... Yeah. Whatever. Hey, Met Matty, how was San Diego for you, man? It looked uh, it looked a little crazy. Yeah, it wasn't really that good for me. Um, but uh, you know, all things considered, I think it turned out awesome. I mean, for the amount of rain that dumped on a Friday night, and then you know, the prediction of rain that didn't really come in Saturday. I mean, the track turned out pretty dang good. I think the crew did an awesome job and. It was still it was still pretty good, you know. Picked up an eighth, but uh, as far as my riding and stuff, and you know, would hoped to have got a little better start and been up a little further in the field. But uh, you know, all things considered, still not too bad. Yeah, yeah, no, not not. I mean, it, it was a night where a lot of people were making mistakes, and if you kept it on two wheels, I didn't see you crash in the main. So I did not. Yeah, so that was a, that was a, probably a good thing. Um, uh, it had it also a lot of riders told me um, it was very tiring. Track was rough you know, because of the rain and soft dirt and all that. Do you find that? Right. Yeah, yeah, the track broke down a lot. Obviously, when it's soft like that, it's going to break down a lot. And so it was, it was a lot of ruts. It was more mentally, I think, mentally challenging than physical. Um, I think, you know, because the track speed wasn't very fast. It wasn't a real physical track. But I think mentally it was difficult to, to stay focused the whole time, especially when it's really, really slippery like that. Just those little mistakes amount to a lot on a track like that, and uh, mm-hmm. I think I ended up making some of those mistakes. So, you know, it definitely caught me off guard. But uh, you know, when it, when conditions come across like that, it's it's challenging. I mean, that's when the good riders really shine, and and you you can make up a lot of time and stuff like that. Right, right. And we got Steve Cox on the line too. I don't know if you're aware of that. But... Hi, Maddie. Hi, uh, yeah. I was actually listening for a little while. So, what's okay. up, Steve? All right. Hey, hey, talk a little bit about those, uh, what we were talking about up on the, when you were signing autographs. I thought that was pretty funny about how, like, people just, like, walk right by you and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, whatever, man. It's, you know, me and Ryan sign autographs. Obviously, Ryan's, uh, you know, two time champ from last year and he's getting a lot of attention. So, most of the time, people are just coming up trying to get a little bit of Ryan and, Kind of just scoop, scoop by me. But Come on, that's all right, no man. Way. That's why. That's why my buddy Steve Cox came up to uh, see what's going on and give me some attention. Medi, but give dude, me a little I, bit of love. It happened a few times. I'm like, is this always happening? <laughs> so you're saying you're saying fans get Ryan Dungey's autograph and they walk right by you with a poster. You have posters. You have a, you have your pen in your hand and they walk right by you. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Sometimes <laughs> they do. Wow. Sometimes they do. 
Wow. Yeah, that's that's effed up. I mean, you know, sure you're you're uh you're behind Dungey in the points, but uh still a pretty good damn rider, I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> you know how this sport is, man, it's cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, I guess. That's a good point. You're right. Damn. Yeah. Um well hey, take take solace in the fact in San Diego you didn't battle with Davy Millsaps once again. So that's good. <laughs> well, we did a little, little bit, Davey, actually. Oh, you did? And Davey had a great ride going. He was behind me. He actually went by me early in the race. And then I uh, kind of played catch-up for the rest of the race. And I was behind him for a little while. And I was like, man, this is three rounds in a row now where it's me and, me yeah. and Davey. But, you know, we're, we're both riding pretty well. And I think we're both getting better. But um, I definitely would like to get the upper hand of this battle here soon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Steve, did you see them? him and Millsaps going at it in uh, Oakland? Oakland was vicious. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, Medi was thrown down in Oakland. That was actually a really cool race because yeah. um, at that point, like, he kept having kind of bad luck here and there. And No, wait, it wasn't but, Oakland then. It was A2. I got yeah, that was, was at Houston. Yeah. Well, Houston, that was? It was Houston. No, Houston and A2, wasn't it? Two races in a row, I thought. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like it was like Millsaps and Metcalf were just banging, going at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. David Literally like small. So it's, it's like probably it's hard good. To I mean, it's it's cool. I think it's good for the sport too. It's now there's battles up at the front, you know, for the top three or, or one two, and then there's battles going on, you know, yeah. a little bit behind those guys too. So it's I think that's kind of never been like that so much in the fifty class more than this year. Yeah, uh, Shorty, after the race, I was talking to him, and uh, he was like, well, I was tied with Metcalf, and I made some points on him tonight, so right now I'm in the lead of the second pack of guys. <laughs> like, he was, <laughs> you know what I mean? He was, uh, it was important to him, you know? He knows that there's that yeah. next group. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's it. You know, those top five guys right now, obviously, everyone in the top five has been up on the podium. I think only, um, you know, maybe Ryan hasn't won a race yet. But, you know, everyone else has got their race win, and obviously that top five is running a, a good pace. Obviously they're riding well. So, you know, this from five to ten is another battle of its own. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, Shorty's in sixth spot, and I'm seventh. So, and Davies, I think, eighth. So, it, you know, it's it's, um, it's going to be interesting. We've got kind of two championships forming up in its own series. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I want to be up in the top five, man. That would be awesome. But, you know, that's my, that's my main goal. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we just got to take it step by step. Well, you do have a, a fifth this year, which yes. is, yep. uh, I don't think anybody else out of that group has got. Oh, no, Millsaps. No, before. Shorty does. I am Millsaps. Yeah, Davey got... does. Never I think Shorty, I think we've all had a little taste of it, so we want it again, that's for sure. Scratch that stupid question that was submitted by <laughs> Steve Cox on our Twitter. It was not submitted by Steve. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, so, Matty, are you, are you happy with the way things are going? Uh, how, how's, how's your outlook so far through six rounds? Uh, actually, seven rounds. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Steve Cox you know, is uh, six. So far, I mean, when I sit back and look at the big picture for myself, I think I'm pretty happy. But, you know, I do each weekend you come home. and Well, actually, I think I've had like four or five eighth-place finishes. So it's like, man, I want to want to kind of do better than that. And each, each of those eighths holds their own story, whether it's a bad start and I come up to eighth like the weekend was or it's been a good one and I made a mistake and slipped back. So... Um, overall, I'm pretty happy with it. You know, if things are going, things are going well. I'm feeling solid on the bike. I don't feel, 
like I'm out of place now, and everything's really coming together for me. And we're not even halfway through the series yet, so it's still a long, long way to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my momentum's starting to build. I'm starting to find things that I really like with my rock star, Makita Suzuki, and starting to click a little bit better for me. So, you know, I'm happy with where I'm at, but uh, definitely I want to be, you know, top five rides is where I want to is what I want to achieve. Right. So, for people. you know, wherever I end up in the championship, you know, wherever it ends up, right. hey, let it be. But I just want to, you know, be up in that top five circle. For people, do you really do you start to hate Ryan Dungey because like first nobody asks for your autograph, and then like right before you come on, Mercedes Terrell saying how he's the hottest guy and the you know hottest racer, good looking, all this stuff. Do you just want to like puncture his tire? Or, I mean, because you're there, <laughs> you're in the truck, you could actually sabotage the guy. And what do you think? No, you man, that doesn't cross my mind, Steve. Oh, come on. It doesn't cross my mind, but I, I must have missed that when Mercedes said that, but she knows that I'm married, so she can't talk about me. Oh, yeah, yeah, that probably is what it is. Hey, she was playing coy with me, too, believe me. In the <laughs> I know, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Oh, absolutely, no, I know. Um, <laughs> well, just like last year, if anybody thinks that Medi doesn't get stronger as the series goes on, look at the outdoors last year where you started off good, but by the end, man, you had that thing figured out. I mean – and you you, yeah. won, you won Southwick there. I don't care that you didn't win it. You won Southwick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like man, you won Southwick. It, you know, it's, so. I don't know why. It's, uh, you know, I look back over some of the <clears throat> past legends of this boy, you know, and uh, Emig is kind of the same way. He always seemed to start off his championships a little bit, you know, not off-key, but not really firing on all cylinders. And then by the end, he was clicking away, jamming. So, you know, every, anything can, can always turn around. Like I said, outdoors for me last year started off, I was pretty strong, but you know, it wasn't anything incredible, but then by the end of the season, I felt like I had everything worked out, and that's kind of a good base layer for me to always look back on and think, hey, we're not halfway through this championship yet, and I'm happy with where I'm at, and, you know, I know we're getting better each week now, and uh, even this week, we're testing today, and I'm getting better again, and finding things that I need that makes me better, so, you know, I'm definitely happy with it. Hey, when you, uh, when you talk to Ryan out there, and you say, hey, uh, um, Ryan, what what are you doing in that section? Does he go, oh, man, it's great. I'm having a lot of fun. Things are working out. Uh, I want to give it up to my team, Matty. Does he ever do that? or? Um, you know, well, we're, we're pretty – we have our own two little programs going on. Um, but we do meet in the middle, and we have talked about some stuff. And, you know, I've given him, you know, a couple two cents worth, and he shared his. And, mm-hmm. you know, all in all, our team is really working well as a circle. And I think that's always important in a team. Yeah. team structure especially when you have you know two two really strong riders i think it, it's important to kind of work together a little bit and and help the team out and help us two riders out as much as we can so yeah. you know ryan's ryan's been really cool for me and you know i hope uh, he feels the same but it's working out hey cox can you just see them trying to talk about where to go for lunch man he's like hey i want to go to chipotle and and Ryan would be like, yeah, but I just got, I mean, I do have to keep it fun, but I got to work hard too. Yeah. And I just got to make sure to. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, do you want, do you want, uh, do you want lettuce on this uh, burrito or? Do... Well, I was really hoping to, you know, like just do the best I could. And I mean, that worked out. So I did the best I could and I, but I kept it fun and I worked uh, hard. We're jerks. We're jerks. He's a nice dude. We're, 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 we're assholes. Um, no, I like Ryan. I just wish he would open up a little more. That's all. That's it. No, Ryan. Yeah. It's, it's you know, not just a problem with Ryan. Like it, um, it's just a problem. Like in general, I think, I think the uh, like Villapoto is a funny, funny, funny dude. But sometimes when you turn on the recorder, he like yeah. something changes. It just like it changes, you know. And um, I mean, Medi, I think used to be a little drier 
too, and he started to like open up. But I think it's just something riders go through. What do you think about that, Matty? Well, you got to realize too. I mean, it's our sports. The top riders are, are extremely young, and you look at any other sport, and you know, professional, they really don't get into the top, you know, level until they're mid twenties, even going into thirties now. And so, you know, the maturity level is still developing, and there's all those things. So when you're a young guy with, you know, for for Ryan's example, you know, he's defending champion. He's in the spotlight 24-7, a lot of pressure on him. So, you know, it's it's difficult to kind of open up because you can make a real easy slip up and things can, can turn south for you really quickly. So yeah. you've got to think about all those things, and that's just something that, they, you know, you go through in life. And what, you, what? Uh, I think... For me, as an example, too, you know, I, I would, like you said, see it was a little quiet, a little dry early on in my career, and now you kind of just come into your own a little bit better, and I think that just comes with a little more age and maturity and experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know that, like, I know it's it's commonplace to, you know, uh, uh, blow up your guests or whatever. I know whenever I talk to Matty, I'm always like, I should talk to Metcalf more often. Like, yeah. Like, he's a really open guy, and I've had fans tell me, man, I talked to Brett Metcalf, and I just had to coolest conversation the guy asked me questions about my life like i can't, I can't some random accent, fans. i think he's from texas or something where are you from uh, yeah. whatever, man. <laughs> um, no just always a, always seems like a good guy and always down to earth and like i don't know you really handle it well Matty. um the ups and the downs you know what i mean like you seem like a a dude who's legitimately interested in conversations and talking to people so i guess that's half the battle yeah well there's you know, there's always a lot of crosses First and foremost, you know, the number one thing in all of our lives. But, you know, it's also a big part of everyone else's life, too. That's just as important. So, you know, I've re- realized that more and more, and I think everyone does, is, you know, the balance through life has to has to be equal. Let's so, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I, I just I got, a, I got a question I got to get to. <laughs> I, I'm cutting you off. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. Um, the question I got, I saw you on a Damon Smith video, number 490. Yeah. Uh, uh, there certainly was been a lot of talk about him out there. He seems like one hell of an interesting dude. He played football in Canada, so I'm all about him. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Yeah. And I mean, like real Calgary. football, real football, Maddie, not uh, not the kind of where you guys where you actually hit the. No, I, I know what. No, I know what you're talking about. Uh, um, um, but uh, <laughs> tell us about this guy and your your relationship with him. And... Wow. Yeah, he did drop, Maddie. Yeah. Maddie's gone home. Yeah, dude. iPhones, man. Eye frustrations. They're like. It's a nice computer that fits in your pocket. I just got my wife one. Well, hopefully the Verizon one's better, but the one I've got, man, I drop five calls a day. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. At, at least. Wow. I was interviewing, like, last year or whatever, or the year before, I was interviewing Jimmy Johnson for that story in Racer X, and it dropped the call twice on Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> I was like, really? Come on. Like, what is going on? Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. freaking out. Yeah, you're like, you're like this is... And and again, how you know how do you get Jimmy Johnson on the phone? Like not very easily. <laughs> yeah, he was like it was like a week away from his fourth consecutive NASCAR title, and he's calling some dude from a motocross scene. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. All right, Matty, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, so yeah, you were you were saying. Uh... So anyway, yeah. So Damon, we've just been friends since then. And like his interview, if you ever read, you know, seen his interview, I mean, he's. 
he's like my black brother. So <laughs> it's all, he's just really close friends. He comes down, he rides with me, you know, on the off season, he came down and would stay for, you know, up to a week and we train and ride together. And I don't know, we just got an awesome friendship and, you know, I'm supporting him, love what he's doing. So, you know, and he's just full of passion, man. He loves the sport. Didn't really want to get the spotlight or attention that he, he's getting. But now he's getting that people are seeing, you know, what kind of amazing uh, storyline it really is. So pretty yeah, cool. I'm happy for I, him. I fall on both sides of it. Like, I, I I understand what an interesting guy. What a cool story. But then on the other hand, maybe he's not deserving to be out there. But then again, he got a license. He is deserving because they licensed him. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's one you know? thing he's got is he's, he's extremely intelligent. Um. He, you know, everyone out there that's thinking he got some license given to him because he pulled some strange card or his lawyer or whatever. That's yeah. all, it's all BS, man. He yeah. got his license legitimate, yep. and he is licensed to be out there, so ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And like I said, man, I, I was looking out through his website, and, uh, man, the guy's done some stuff. He's, he's yeah, you know? Yeah, <laughs> his credential list is big, so, I mean, he's just, an awesome guy, you know, thankful that I've had the chance to, to meet him and, you know, call him a friend. Hey, what uh, what is the one, something that's going on in the what uh, in the 450 class? What's uh, what's the biggest surprise for you so far? Like what, what maybe you didn't count on? Uh, what did you – what's, uh, you know, caught your attention as to what uh, the class is like full-time in Supercross? Uh yeah, <laughs> uh, I kind of wish I had something really interesting to tell you. Like, no, they, you know, this happens. Uh, but you know, it, at the end of the day, man, it's 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 the daily grind. You know, it's just going. You know, I haven't done it yet, but it's going to be. You know, I think it's sixteen or seventeen rounds. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. <laughs> yeah, seventeen. But, uh, it's it's going to be that knowing that you have to be there the next weekend, and then the right. weekend after that, and the weekend after that, and that's something that I have never had in my you know, career during Supercross, mm-hmm. you know, is is having that kind of riding on your back as well that you have to be there next weekend. So, really, other than that, man, it's the racing is is the same. It's pretty pretty aggressive in there. You know, you've always looked at the 450 class and think, man, they're kind of not riding as aggressive as right. you think they can. They're kind of laying up. Man, it's not like that. You know, once you get on the big bike. Supercross is a whole different beast, too. Riding outdoors, I was, you know, my transition was awesome for me riding outdoors first. Mm-hmm. But you know, putting that thing on a Supercross track and having to stop stop in corners with that extra weight and the power and being precise on the throttle, mm-hmm. you know, that's the biggest thing, biggest challenge for me crossing over has been that, that extra weight and the extra power and managing it, um, especially being a little bit of a, you know, Little guy myself, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the hardest thing on the 450 Supercross is managing the weight, the power distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, man, the racing is still as cutthroat as the the lights class. It, it's, yeah. Um, other than that, man, it's all the same. Uh, how did you How did you change your training regimen, or did you? Not really. I, I just in the off season focus a lot more on getting some bulk strength, trying to get a little stronger. Uh, other than that, it was the same stuff. You know, I just really focused on trying to get stronger. Hey, if you want to uh, talk to Brett Metcalf, we got him for a little while longer, 702-586-7857. Uh, right now we should have Nash on the line. Nash, uh, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for calling again. 
Right. Your first name is Matty, what's going on? To be honest with you, the only reason I called back is because my stream dropped out, and I was like, what the heck's going on? But I, I got a really important question to ask you. Is, um, obviously, you're, you're neck deep in Supercross season, but how do you, how do you think you're liking that bike for outdoors? And, and, and Lord knows we know you're looking forward to it, so let's hear it. Yeah, yeah man. Well, thanks for calling in first. And then, you know, I'm loving the bike, Supercross. And then, obviously, outdoors is – I think you mentioned the word outdoors, and I get a little twinkle in my eyes. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I actually rode quite a lot of outdoors when I first got on the Suzuki, joined the the team. I jumped on the outdoor bike and rode a lot of motocross just to start up, just to get because that's what I was, you know, transitioning from, and I wanted to get used to the bike outdoors before I went supercross, and it was awesome. If, if you don't, really, if, if you don't mind me, if you don't mind me asking. What type of setup do you use? Do you share Dungey's setup, or do you grab, like, hey, I like this and that, and you're able to offer that up to the team, obviously? You um, mean for Supercross or outdoor? No, for when you first got onto the bike and you were riding a little bit outdoor. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, – I actually don't even know what they had. They just, they just brought the bike out. So it was either very close, if not Ryan's setting from last year that he mm-hmm. used during the mm-hmm. outdoor season or it was kind of their base setting, which was very, very close to that. So I actually don't really know what they had in there. But um, it was quite a lot different from what I had with the Honda. So uh, it took a little bit of time to kind of get used to it, and then I kind of said, well, this is what works for me. This is what I like in the past, where I like you know my shock to kind of sit and everything like mm-hmm. that. And then they kind of just went away. We didn't do much outdoor testing. We kind of just rode the bike and got comfortable and then got ready for Supercross. I can see, uh, I can see it now. Hey Ryan, uh, what'd you think? What'd you like? What'd you like on your outdoor bike? Oh man, it was great. It was really good. It was, it was uh, really you're good. Awful. I team, you're awful. We just got to make sure that we work hard on the setup, but just still yeah. keep it fun. The testing. Yeah, keep it fun. You know, I got to give it up to these guys, Mitty. They got, I got to give it up to them. Hey Mitty, can you talk a little bit about that day at Star West when I was passing you all the time because I was going so much faster than you when you were on your Suzuki? <laughs> Uh, refresh my memory. What happened there? The, um, if you remember correctly, um, as it was plainly, uh, you can see. In okay, the you're already video. talking BS. Let's yeah. quit it there. I remember, man. If, if, if you remember, uh, yeah. How can you remember? I remember, Steve. Actually, you did lead me around for like a half a lap, and I think I was kind of just cruising. But I was pretty impressed, man. You do get down. You ride pretty good. You know oh, what's funny is like uh, I've been riding. I've been yeah. riding. I've been riding with. Uh, thanks, Nash. By the way. Hey, uh, hey, I'll see you. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I've been riding a bunch of times with these guys, and even when I was riding all the time, you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna really, really go hard for this lap and try to like race with the dude." Like I, I went riding with Troy Adams a whole bunch out here in Vegas, and I'm like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna really race this guy." And I know he's faster, and there's no chance of me, but I'm gonna just stay with him. Well, yeah, you have zero chance. Like. You guys go so fast, you know what I mean? You're like, you're like, Dude. oh, I'm just gonna give it up right now. I'm gonna just hang myself. When, when, because <laughs> no, the whole point was, he, I asked, I asked Medi to tow me off of this really ridiculously small jump compared to like how big a jumps they normally jump. Right. But I just wasn't able to judge it because I don't ride enough. So that's the whole reason why I was even near him that whole time. But he must have felt like he was riding at like forty percent or something, and I felt like I was like getting arm pump and shit trying to. I'm like, oh, go faster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's probably about twenty <laughs> percent. And you know, uh, and you know, uh, um, people and people even like you know they'll, they'll bag on a guy like JT. You know, like ah, oh, JT sucks balls, and 
Yeah, you know, you know he can't. He can't. Uh, he gets that's, that's, a, that's frustrating with our sport because, right. you know, when you sit up in the stands or you watch it on TV, you know, it looks super easy, and then you just wonder why, man. Why can't I go through the whoops like James or or ride as right. fast as these guys at the top? Man, it's, everyone thinks that it's not difficult, but yeah. man, you look. You just once you know the sport and you get the respect and understanding it has. I mean, guys like you know, like JT incredible rider right. you know it has so much ability yeah. and to be able to just qualify in these main events now to pull off a top 20 and get into the main is huge this year yeah especially at four foot so ten that's you know it's difficult to really get that perspective and really give mm-hmm. that feel of how difficult it is and you know how much work and effort has to go in just to just to show up and be competitive right let's uh let's take some calls here is this lars yeah, what's up? The Lars Lindstrom calling in. <laughs> Straight from the 805. Hey, uh, Hi, Swedish Miracle. Hey, Lars that, uh, Ulrich from Metallica? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he's calling to sue because because uh, this is going to be on iTunes. Um, hey, uh, <laughs> Lars, congratulations on the win, man. Congratulations. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, that's awesome, as opposed to like Oakland when, when your bike wasn't working like shit. Or sound like yeah, shit. I know because I screwed it up. Right? Uh, I'm kidding. I'm joking. But no, man, <laughs> awesome. That's good. I was happy for you guys. And Maddie, you had to be happy for Reed. I mean, come on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah it's, honestly, it's I, I just couldn't imagine the feeling it feels for him. You know, have doing his own thing, his own team running the program, and then to pull off a win. That's got to be extremely self gratifying. I couldn't even imagine it. So, congratulations to the whole to Chad and the whole Reed camp and. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was it was cool because um man, I I don't think I've had a day off yet and just <laughs> everybody everybody <laughs> busting their ass and for that you know, for it to finally uh come together like that, it was it was pretty emotional actually, it was kinda cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I imagine for sure. But I I actually was calling to thank you, Maddie, because uh I had to use your pit board about almost the whole main event. Me and Mark had to switch off cause, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he uh, mentioned that. So, uh, hey man, no yeah, problem. Pretty, budget cuts a team. Love. Budget cuts a team too. Too. They couldn't afford yeah, pit but, boards. But, <laughs> yeah, we have the same pit board, but for some reason his word bitching in mind. So, so Reed so. came around every lap and saw Metcalf across the top. Yeah, yeah that, that could have been why he won. Man, Ooh. he could read his pit board finally. Huh? I didn't think yeah, about yeah. that. Moss, Moss got it hooked up. They're both yeah. written in Australian. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. the Australian lingo written on this. Yeah, oh, so but uh, faster with an A on the end, faster. <laughs> and uh, and uh, instead of uh, America, it's America. Only yeah. if it's E-R. by another word E-R. that starts with a vowel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, okay, that, moving that, on. Yeah, no, that's cool, uh, uh, <laughs> Lars. It's a, a really good, really cool accomplishment. Yeah, Osterman, uh, Osterman kind of hugged me even. I was really surprised. But. Really? Did he get yeah, I'm happy for Davo too, man. The whole crew, good, good for them. Yeah, Davo was your old manager at Troy, right? Yeah, yeah, Davo. I know he's had a, a tough run over the last year or two, and mm-hmm. you know, I was stoked when he when I heard that you know that he was he was able to get that position, and yeah, good good for everybody, good yeah. for the sport. Yeah. Um, and Lars, did you uh, did you need grips from Honda anymore? Or you're good. Um, this weekend, I almost had to go over there because you know it was the muddy conditions. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, I uh, I had it covered. I had, I had everything I needed. Oh, you did? Okay, all right, fantastic. I did min- minimal trips to Honda this weekend. <laughs> Those guys do like giving you a hard time. 
Hey, Mitty, did, yeah, you, did you did you get mad at, uh, or you still hold a grudge with Ozzy about making you ride that two-stroke that last year? No, I had nothing to do with him anyway. So, no, we got along good. We got along good. <laughs> Those days, uh, I cherish deep down inside of me, never to forget. Uh, you know, I was hold at, a special place with me. I was at Yamaha at the time, uh, and we were yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and we were testing at Hangtown, and we're just like this poor sucker. Oh, this this <laughs> this dude is gonna get. I mean, you just look like you were trying so hard. Remember, we went to Hangtown for like two days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember that very, very clearly. And we're like, this dude is trying so hard out there, and he's going nowhere. Like, yeah. you know, it just wasn't – Just I don't know what Yamaha was thinking. I guess they were like, hey, maybe people will buy YZ125s when Metcalf comes out and, and you know, I mean. Dude, Medi got fourth at one of those Supercrosses. Which one was that? Mm, I can't remember. Supercross season actually went pretty like good because there was only 20 guys in the gate. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you can come through. But, no, you know, like – I, mean, I didn't really need to talk about it, but Yamaha's business decision was very smart. I think just to have one out there, I think they killed the sales in one through five that year. They dominated it, so it worked out well for them. And you know, I'm here, so it worked out for me. Yeah, good point. <laughs> well, you got I think you got a lot of fans out here just because of the yeah. two-stroke diehards and stuff. No, I'm not joking when I say I cherish those days. I think that's you know my yeah. mentality became broken down from that and i learned a lot of things from that even still from today i can look back at those days and it kind of made me stronger made me smarter and how to be faster and more efficient a lot of things interesting yeah i do remember too davo yelling at uh jimmy or maybe maybe mccarty one day at the test track yelling at them with so much fury i thought davo was going to punch one of them um (laughs) because of your situation like just going off on on somebody and I'm like, wow, Dave's not scared right now. Dave is not scared. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyways. Yeah, no, Dave uh, stood up for his own words, that's for sure. He stands behind it. Yeah, and, and, and Lars, you guys got your first turn pass, right? Yeah, we actually got it. We got big uh, big Dougie Fresh in there. He's going to be tossing, tossing bikes left and right. Right, right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That dude is strong, so we're good. Right on. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks, Lars. Are there anything else yeah, going on? Fine. Anything else? No. Uh, want to tell no, a pitboard story? Okay. See you, Lars. I don't have anything, so I'll uh, see you guys. Talk to you guys later. All right, bye. Weekend. Bye. Yeah. Hey, Matty, uh, big debate um, with myself and some fans over over, over um, Van Halen with Dave Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, and I know you're a drummer. So. Hagar, yeah. dude. Come on, how's, Hagar. Uh, how's Alex Van Halen's skills? Are they good? I haven't heard this story, man. I haven't followed it. I'm sorry. Oh well, I just want to know. I just want to know if Alex Van Halen's a good drummer or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. I know you're all into drums and stuff. Apparently, apparently not that yeah, much. Yeah. No, I'm into drums. But, um, I guess I'm not in, that into it. If I don't know who that. No, guy he's is. he's into drums. He's not into drummers. No, oh. I'm into drummers, but just very select few. <laughs> apparently, not yeah, not my favorite drummer. So, all right. Yeah, let's go. Sorry. Let's, let's take another call Adrian? here. Hey, Rugs, you there? <laughs> yep. Rugs, what's up? Thanks for holding. You got a question for Meddy, Cox, uh, myself, uh, but not, hopefully you don't have one for Kenny because he's not here. Or Tits. No, um, this one's for Meddy. Um, I was just curious with Mike Webb being the former off-road uh, manager, if he had any mud tips uh, or rain tips, whether it be with the bike setup or just riding in general for you guys this weekend. What did, what did Mike Webb have to say to you, Meddy? 
things that I did in the mud race when, when Kelly Smith won Mount Morris that time back in the day when I was uh, working for him. Some might what say, was the secret? Some might say I'm, I'm a mud expert. Some some might. Ooh, so, um, some well, might. I mean, yeah, you just got to use a lot of tape. You got to direct the water away from the air filter. You got to make yourself little funnels so that the water doesn't, on a KTM 125, they had a tendency to come in from the back, so you had to make funnels. And, yeah, what did you think about that, Rugs? How's that? Good. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, Rugs. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got nothing else, man. Uh, um, sorry for that uh, Mount Morris reference. I just slipped into it. It happens. You, you uh, went into Mimi mode. But, but when when you've been I... in there that long, you got that much experience, you got to let it out, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, can can we maybe get Damon on the show, you think? Would he do it? I think he would. Yeah, I'd like to I talk to him. I think he would, man. I'll, I'll give him a buzz and let you know. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Like I said, interesting background. No doubt about it. Uh, seems like don't a, stop the swagger. Don't stop the swagger. Um, no doubt about it. Hey, Maddie, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. That's no, uh, yeah, a problem. I always enjoy coming on. And thanks for everyone listening in. And hello to family and friends out there. Yeah, right. and no problem. See you guys this weekend. Yeah, we'll see you in uh, where are we going? Oh, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. See you in Atlanta. Yep. Right on. Thank Four you. Four pots unlimited. Scott Goggles app and size. Thank you. Oh, God. Makita Suzuki, thank you. I'm done. <laughs> Thanks, bye. <laughs> Later. Uh, think his Bre- wife. Bre- he didn't think his wife. <laughs> yeah, he didn't think his wife. I asked, uh-huh. I asked Dungey the, what the difference was between Mike Webb and, and, and Roger DeCoster as managers. What about it? I asked him. He said they were both great. That that was the answer? Yep. Wow. Um, hey, Cox, uh, we're going to let you go. We're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to play some uh, voicemails. We're going to uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, some other stuff, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. All right, bye guys. That was fun. Yeah, thanks for coming on, and uh, um, you know, appreciate it. Short notice, so yeah, dude. Later, guys. See ya. All right, we got we got a call. It's has been again. <laughs> has been. We ran out of guests. <laughs> I can't believe it. But I, I just wanted to make, you know, to rehash the uh, Mercedes Terrell thing. Mm-hmm. I just uh, wanted to know if she was going to hit up the Monster Jam and really, you know, 
tough one for uh, for career for you. Didn't let me get that one in there. Well, you got a uh, yeah, you got you got offensive. We had to we had to cut it out. I wasn't getting offensive. I was just like uh, you know. What was anyway, it that he said that? Hey, um, nah, yeah, right, let's get off. I, I just can't talk about that. I know. Your, the, the show last week with Hart. Hart is uh, I've only spoke spoken to him a few times years ago. Oh, you have. And yeah. uh, yeah, and he is a really polished guy. Yeah, I don't know if you go back and listen to the podcast. Like I said, I was traveling a lot this week on vacation, so I listened to it. He um he he. he He's very, very polished. He's very sure of himself. That was, uh, that was very enlightening. Also, those the uh, interviews in with Reese tonight was uh, very telling. So uh, both of those guys be just really good. Well, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah. uh, Hart's a good dude. He hasn't changed much from back in the day when he was a privateer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he was always a stand-up guy, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a good deal. So what's happened to Kenny, man? Is he really gone away? Uh, well, he's not coming in this show, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I think he'll be back. There's no show next week. Um, uh, I'm going to be in Florida, so no show next week. And I got a feeling he'll be back after that. I don't know. Negotiations were were ongoing. P- Pookie and I are just going to do the show next week. Okay. Oh, yeah. man, man. Right, you man. Don't, don't jump the shark, man. You got a good thing here. Don't fuck yourself. No, I won't. And you know what? So, we, we need Kenny on the show. He's a big part of it. He uh, he does, He's a big part of the show, and, he, and he's a reason why some people listen. And is the reason why a lot of people talk about the show, no doubt about it. I, right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, his, his storytelling abilities are uh, just great. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, you know, I just think he's—I he's, uh, think, I think last week he was—he was indeed a little upset. But I also think that maybe he just wanted a break from the seven weeks we'd done in a row or eight weeks in a row. You know. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Hey, uh, is uh, is Cox still on? No, I hung. We hung up on Cox. Uh, you brought up a good a good point about Metcalf about these guys passing by his. Uh, his I don't get the whole autograph thing either, but I wanted to ask Metcalf of uh, how many of the Dungy uh, uh, fans have their jerseys tucked in tight and uh, you know, a little white and white there. I would bet hung up on a high chance ability of sixty percent of them had their jerseys tucked in. <laughs> I think so, too. So I, I'm sure secretly they're just laughing behind their backs. Too. This whole, that's what the short became. It's all autographs and it's funny place and everything else. But, um, it's, it's, has been, you, got, you, has been, has been, you got the worst effing phone connection. Seriously, the, you I'm, need to get a new phone Can you get a new something. phone? Seriously, dude. I'm, I'm in a building in New York City. The phone's, like, you know, it just sucks. Like, can you, I tell you, when I'm in Jersey, it works. What's but, going you know, on in the background? In New York. What's going on in the background right now? Nothing. Is it I'm, raining? I'm sitting in it. I'm, I'm literally sitting on my balcony, and it's raining. Okay, it's raining. so it's yeah, raining. We hear, we the, hear rain. the rain, and uh, yeah, your phone is terrible every week, man. Seriously. Yeah, well, right, I'll try to work. I'll try to call your phone landline. Or try to, yeah, yeah. or why don't you just get an iPhone? You sound like a baller. I'm sure you have an iPhone. What do you mean an iPhone? Come on, man. ATT doesn't work in the city. They drop their great protection. fucking girl with that bit. They don't work. Verizon. Nothing works here. Steel. I'm in a steel building. No, I'm in a high rise. Yeah. Get a landline and close the window. <laughs> my wife and I are going to come to New York City um, soon for a vacation, for a working midweek vacation. So, all right, yeah, we'll have to hook up for lunch. You, you have my, uh, you, 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 you Sweet Score has my email and all that stuff. Yeah, sure you guys can find it. Yeah, we'll we'll come, we'll come. Yeah, right, we'll give we'll give you the tour. I'd like to see what Hasman looks like. <laughs> what do you think Hasman looks like, Tits? I'd say he's probably a. Uh, do you think he's like Mercedes' girl, boyfriend, who's no. you know like a? I I'd say fifties. Fifties, ma- male pattern baldness with a l- little belly going on. And, There's no uh, way. I got, I got, I got Hasbin looking a lot like Travolta in Staying Alive. Oh, really? <laughs> a lot like that. I, I have, I have a valid in by name, but I'm from the northern part of the booth, so uh, blonde hair. 
blonde hair. Yeah. All right, bud. Thanks. Okay, man. Bring your tennis racket when you come. All right. See ya. <laughs> Talk to you. Thanks. Another round. Bring your tennis racket when you come. <laughs> uh, hey, let's uh, let's play some voicemails. Uh, as always, fans, uh, you can call into the show 702-586-7857 anytime. Leave me a message. Try to keep it short. Um, and many of you are not doing that. But uh, let's listen to some of the voicemails that were left on the phone this week. Some angry people uh, about Kenny. Let's uh, let's have a listen. Hey, Steve. Man, did you sound like an asshole last night? Why do you need to make fun of Kenny? Is it because you're kind of a fat loser when he talks about the sport? Dude, Kenny is so much cooler. And if you don't start to respect him, you're going to ruin your show. Dude, call him up and give him the respect the guy deserves. And by the way, get rid of the drops. Dude, they're stupid. There are no drops of you. You're ruining what was a great show with your arrogance. The show is nothing without Kenny, bro. Nothing. Maybe you should get off your high horse and deal with the fact that the show is not a place for you to make yourself feel better and is a bench racing show. You do the right thing. Get Kenny back. Make your show back to what it was. And stop blowing your head up by making fun of him, making yourself feel better about yourself. <clears throat> Kenny has been in the industry forever, and you need him, dude. Get him back. He's out. Hey, Mathis. It's uh, James Collin from Winnipeg Mountain Public Canada. I think you know where that is. Uh, I just finished watching the, or listening to the Pulp uh, show with Hart on it and stuff like that. We uh, big fans over here listen to it all the time. I just want to say that if you keep making Kenny all butthurt, he's going to bugger off, and that's going to suck. So, he'll uh, hits there to shut up and answer the phone and quit pissing Kenny off. So he stays around. The show is good. Love it. Love it. Hey, Matt, this is Watson. I'm going down to the Jacksonville Supercross, uh, whatever the date is, two or three weeks from now. I want to see if... Uh, uh, Watson has a hookup to Jacksonville Power Sports. Uh, me and my woman's going to go down, have lots of sex, and uh, go to the motocross race. <laughs> These are our listeners. Uh, hit the after party, and uh, hopefully it's like 80 degrees, hit the beach. Um, so uh, let me know uh, if I uh, get a promo code to his uh, his main sponsor, your show, Rocks, that I, I can take a day to serve you for that. Uh, let me know. Email is, you can, you can say it's on the air, I don't give a shit. It's uh, MX. B I G D one seven at Yahoo. Uh, if you could give me a uh, email back on that, let me know if, there, if there's anything going on down there, and uh, also let me know how to get a, uh, a Paul Paul Mix uh, t-shirt or uh, or a hoodie or something like that. I want to pick up the Paul, so uh, let, me, uh, let me know. The- you can get shirts. Uh, we got some new shirts coming out, tits. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're good. Uh, you saw him? I did, yeah. They, he showed, he showed me the approval? design. Yeah, do, uh, yep. They should be in this week and look for them on the website. Um, yeah. Uh, some sweet shirts. I stepped up. I, I bought almost 1000 bucks worth of shirts, tits, because really? I keep selling out of every other, everything else. Uh-huh. So I finally stepped up and bought some shirts that, again, cost me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So look for them this week on, on, uh, on Pulp Max, I think. The dabble on that. All right. Peace. Mathis. I got a little... Uh, idea for Michael Essie. He sucks at Supercross. We all know this. He should go the same route as Ricky Dietrich and go works and outdoors. I think it would work good for him. He's got contracts and whatnot now, but as soon as those, as soon as those are up, he should go works and outdoors. 
he would probably actually do pretty good in marks, I'd imagine. And if Kenny quit the show, I'm going to be pissed at you forever. All right, peace, bye. Hey, Matt, this is Jeff up in Pennsylvania calling to uh, give a shout-out to you, Watson. You guys are doing a really good job on your show. I know you got Kenny pretty upset there last week, and uh, he walked out at the end. I hope he comes back. It sure wouldn't be the same without him. But anyhow, I also want to give a shout-out to you and Pingree and Weege on your podcast you're doing each week following up the races. Uh, I really enjoy that, and I hope you guys continue to do those after every round all year. I think it's a, a real good program you got going. And uh, keep up the good work. We appreciate it out here. Take it easy. Hey, Kenny, don't listen to what that guy next to you says all the time. And I, I think you're doing an awesome job. You kill it every show, and I have a lot of respect for you. Keep up the good work, man. Hey, Stephen Kenny, great show. Love it. Michael from Minifee. Three things I can think of right now off the top of my head. I've had some time to uh, reflect on the broadcast tonight. Number one is, uh, you know, Aaron's great. Aaron, Aaron does a good job and everything else. But if she asks somebody what happened. All right, that's it. We got a few long. Few, uh, we got it. We, we have the most boring, non-energetic listeners. Well, I got to get on to keep it shorter. This guy's. Voicemail is good. It's got some good points, uh-huh. uh, um, but it's way too long, and I want to play it. How much longer we got? Voicemail. Uh, there's another two minutes. Yeah. Let's go to some news. Let's do some news. All right. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Breaking news. Tits Legendary has photocross news. I love boobs. Tits reads the news. Tits reads the news. That's old news, right? Screw all of you guys. I love that intro, dude. I love it. Uh, um, if only. Do you think if we played the Papa Mex song that Kenny likes, he might hear it from somewhere in his house and come <laughs> running, come running in? I don't know. Do you think he's listening? No. No, there's no chance he no, listens. No, he no, can't no. even get on Google when he brings his laptop. Yeah, there's there's not a chance. Yeah. Um, all right, tits. Uh, these as always, these are real questions from real Twitter fo- followers, emails, whatever. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's get to it. What yeah. do we got? Uh, we're going to start off with just a couple little news things. Uh, on Thursday, Josh Grant had another operation on his ACL. Uh, said that he's expected to be come back early this summer. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, you got any insight on that? Yeah, he's going to come back for the Nationals. Well, will he be here for all the Nationals? Or I'm not sure what early this summer means. No, yeah, I think he'll be there for the, for the beginning of the year. Okay. That's what I hear. I also hear, Tits, interesting, uh-huh. uh, Honda's looking for a fill-in guy. They're going to fill that bike. Oh, okay. They're going to fill that spot uh, with somebody. Can you let them know that I'm available? Sure, I can do that. Okay. Um, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see an Eli Tomac on there, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had good luck with Kennard bumping him up from, mm-hmm. the, from the Geico team. So I'm just speculating on that. But I was told officially by a Honda guy. Well, no, not officially because it's not official. But So I was told by a Honda guy there are looking for guys. Now they may put somebody on that bike for the rest of Supercross. Yeah, Tomac's on the West Coast. For some reason, I, th- I was mistaken. I thought he was on the East Coast. Yeah, good job. No, you're you're right. Um, um, so yeah, interesting fact. Bummer for Grant. Yeah, that is his second year of only doing one series. Uh-huh. This is his second year of only doing one series, uh, missing half a year. Um, the year before, remember X Games crash in July. Uh-huh. Brought took him out for the rest of the that nationals. That was with his ankles, right? Yeah. Uh... Um, um, guy's been getting hurt a lot lately. Uh, certainly some good rides in between injuries, but uh, eventually, man, this stuff kind of catches up to you, I think. Um, the, the universes will come back. <laughs> the universes have <laughs> the universes have come back on him hardcore. Uh, 
So what else we got? Um, for any of the people that don't follow Arena Cross, here's a little update. The Tyler Bowers swept both nights of racing last weekend at the Areno Arena Cross race, le- leading the points. So, just so oh, you know. um, how'd Gibson do? I don't know. How'd uh, Kelly Smith do? I don't know. Oh, right on. Good the news, only person, good news guy we yeah, got yeah. Here. The only person I know is that Tyler Bowers. Sweat both yeah. nights. <laughs> well, uh, uh, that's awesome, Tits. You have no other results. Yeah, uh, look. Jeff Gibson had won almost every main up until um, um, recently, and then somebody won, but then Gibson won the next one. Gibson had won, I think, four out of five to start the year and had a pretty good lead. So Bowers last year, remember, he had it won and broke his leg. So um, certainly some tough luck for Tyler Bowers. I don't know. Did you say he was in the points lead now? Uh, yes, he, yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, so I don't know what happened to Gibson. We don't have any results. The news guy can't look at results. <laughs> so, uh, and also Kelly Smith, my old rider, worked for him for two years. Apparently you don't care about that. I'd like Mm-mm. to know how he did. Uh, yeah, good for Bowers, I guess. Bad for Jeff Gibson. Um, I always feel like – I feel like Arena Cross has really dropped off the map, man. Like, I don't know if it's Feld not promoting it. I don't – you know what it is? I know what it is. I do know what it is. Okay. Bad move, I think, moving the Arena Cross series to January. Gets lost in the Supercross shuffle. When it started in November, it got everybody's attention because it was the only thing going on. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think bad move going to January. I don't know the reasons behind it, but I I do think – and do you agree with me? It's lost a little bit. The only time I've ever heard of it is – when when I'm looking through these deals on the the press releases, so yeah, there's certainly not. I, I don't see any commercials on the deals, you know, promoting it or anything like that. So Wygant does the the TV shows. He flies into Chicago. Uh-huh. He, does he still with, does them. Does 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 them with Buddy Antonis. They're uh-huh. on speed. He does uh, three races in a row. Uh huh. Six hours of TV, and he flies out the next day. So. I've got the results here. If you want to look at them, I don't want to look at them. I want you to tell me. Sorry, if you would like me to tell. How you. did Jeff uh, Gibson do? Third place. Both nights? Uh, this is just the overalls. Oh, okay. Kelly Smith? Uh, Kelly Smith got fourth. Chad Johnson got second. Okay, wait. What, what do you mean overall? So two nights of racing, Kelly's fourth overall after two nights that, of racing? After two nights of racing. Oh, okay. that's, that's that's good because he'd been struggling. I so. can tell you the actual points if you'd like. Tyler Bowers is leading. Jeff Gibson's in second. Chad Johnson's in third. Uh, Kelly Smith is in eighth. Tough start for Kelly Smith, but he's coming on strong. Katie Smith, Mount Morris winner, tuned by Steve Mathis. Me. All right, what else you got, Tits? Thanks for bringing that up. Yep, you're welcome. Um, we're going to go on to some uh, reader questions. Uh, Craig W. asked. Are there any questions for Kenny? Because he's no, not here. They're, no, they're not. Okay. Um, how big of an F-up did the mechanic for the Japanese guy, 793, when his seat fell no. off? That was the gnarliest looking thing when your yeah. freaking seat bounces it and then cases it with no seat. And then after he's just walking like, around dude, like, oh, my God. What's like the worst thing that could happen to you on a bike? Your seat coming off. And then casing And then the what's jump. the worst thing that could happen to you on an obstacle? Right. Casing the casing triple. With no seat. Like a double whammy of just shittiness. Like yeah. the shittacane hit. And then it was all caught perfectly on oh, film. Oh, poor guy. Luckily, the Japanese, you know, they're – Never mind. <laughs> not going to get into racial stereotypes or anything like no, that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go where Adam Carolla goes. Oh, uh, dear. Um, but, uh, yeah, exactly. The two worst things to happen to a guy. 
Um, Chad Reed won Minneapolis Supercross in 03, and his, he crashed, and his seat bolt, one of them broke off. The mm-hmm. bracket broke off the seat. Okay. The other bolt was seriously two turns from coming out by the end of the night, uh-huh. by the last lap of the main event. It could have been bad. Yeah. Did, do you think this guy just his mechanic just completely forgot the bolts, or maybe yes, they, because it was first lap. I said, it was, it it was, was first, first lap. I didn't know if yeah. they, maybe they were just bit, no, yeah. hand tight, and then they uh, came off when they were. I would think they were anything. hand tight because uh, you, when you sit on it to start, uh-huh. you'd see it move, you'd feel it move underneath you. Right. So it had to have been some bolts in there, mm-hmm. but probably not tight. Yeah. I say it was like the very first obstacle he hit yeah. is, is when the thing goes flying off. So yeah, definitely uh, for sure. <laughs> He went back to the pits, a Japanese mechanic, and he fell on a samurai sword. <laughs> no doubt about it. Like, that's, you know, he was just like, I'm, I'm done. And he fell on a I sword. I will not disgrace my family. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I deserve to die. Uh, or he was beheaded by the rider. Right. In a samurai ceremony. That's funny. Um, Miles Bible asked if you were surprised that Reedy won in the mud since bike setup can be very crucial in the mud. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that was his question. Bike setup more crucial or less crucial in the mud? Bike setup is less uh, – it wasn't mud race to be – it wasn't a mud race to be a bike setup problem. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a mud race is Mount Morris 2000 or right. San Francisco a few years ago. That's a true mud race. San mm-hmm. Fran or San Diego on the weekend Just was wet little, and sloppy, but uh, sloppy. bike setup-wise, no. You would probably go a little stiffer on your compression to compensate for the mud that gathers underneath your fenders and underneath your frame and everything. To keep the bike upright, but as far as mud setup, nah, it wasn't that bad. But uh, but but bike setup, you know, is very important in a true mud race for sure. And that is why when Kelly Smith won Mount Morris, that proves I was the best mechanic in the world. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, we're just gonna keep it short and uh, call it good. You really? Tits reads the news. That's old news, right? You didn't do much work for the show. No, I did. What, but can he just? Some of the stuff got answered when Reed. A lot of questions were for Reed, and they uh, got okay. answered and stuff right. like that. And so I just. What would you think of the Reed Porcel thing? He admitted there was some talks. See, like, uh, like you never know. Like that's like I said in the pits, there was a big rumor. Lots of media guys talking about. It, lots of team guys talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you wonder, does this shit? Generally speaking, mm-hmm. this shit does not just get pulled out of thin air. You know right. what I mean? Like, there's nobody just making this up. There, there's dudes on Vital making it up, but. If you hear it from enough credible industry people, mm-hmm. you there's lots of times there's smoke there. It may not be a fire or anything, right. but there's got to be something there. And so when I heard that, I was like, wow. I was kind of surprised, but it turns out there was something there. He may yeah. – there was some talks, although Reed says it's not going to happen mm-hmm. or he didn't think it was going to happen. As of right now, it didn't look Put it this way. Optimistic. If super agent Russ Stratton can gather enough money up from Monster, mm-hmm. I would think Monster be- – no, I wouldn't think Monster. No, never mind. Did, not, did not Monster. Did not end on a good relationship with them? With no, Monster? no, no. I just Monster could have put Porcel on a Cowie. Right. If they had went to Fisher mm-hmm. and said, hey, we don't care what you think about this dude. Mm-hmm. We want him on the team. Mm-hmm. F you. He would, be on the, he would be on the team. Porcel not being on Cowie is a decision made by Fisher and Monster together. So, not Monster. But if somebody, Red Bull, said, hey, if Super Agent could – Dig up enough money, then you know Reed would take them. It's that mm-hmm. simple. It's money, money talks. You know what I mean? I mean, right. it's just you can buy your ride at these at the, in this state now. More and more, like car racing, uh, NASCAR, IndyCar, you name it, you can buy a ride. And uh, basically, that's how Hanson started on a pro circuit. Right, Monster put him on, mm-hmm. paid him, paid the whole bill. Mitch isn't reaching into his pockets to do anything. You know that he right. doesn't uh, doesn't have to do so. 
in our sport more and more it's looking that way. But so we'll see that. Hey, Reed and Purcell, that'd be that'd be interesting. What do you think that I was going to ask Reedy this, but I didn't really get a chance or didn't see a good spot to interject. But um, what do you think the chances are if, say, Honda or some other factory wanted to get him directly on the team? You think he'd ever take it, or is he two two for life? And then maybe he'll just take factory support or something like that. Yeah, I think he's got too much invested. He's got his own staff. So he, he's got people signed the contracts, the the rig and everything. Like wouldn't that. do it now. It's funny though how he says that Honda wouldn't want him, wouldn't touch him. Uh-huh. You know, and now they're more and more. They're over there. Kehoe. I mean, not to say they're turncoats or anything like that. It's just the way the sport works, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Reed certainly had a bad year. and uh, He did. And so, you know, teams are like, eh, you know, maybe this dude's done. And, you know, he put put, put things on the box, put it on the box, and uh, all of a sudden Honda's coming around more. Now he wins a race. Now Honda's coming around more. And, uh, you know, that's the way this – it's the, it's all performance. You know, there's – it's the way bottom line, the way the sport works. So yeah. what do you think, Kenny? Wait, he's not there. He's not here. I noticed you went light on the Kenny drops tonight. I just went light on the drops in general. So some of those people on the internet on Twitter are getting to you? I, I didn't see any good spots for it. There were a couple of times. I Something happened to my Kenny drops on my... A lot of people don't know. Oh, that's one. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what, what happened to my to my drops. They... Uh, they went away on my little iPad thing. Uh huh. Because I wanted to have a conversation with Kenny with Chad. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, you want to do what's eating, Steve? You got something? I don't know. You don't know? No. Let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. Hey, uh, um, thank you to our sponsors, who we didn't plug enough tonight, by the way. Got into the Kenny thing, and then Chisholm was the last second deal. We didn't talk about H&H. Maybe that's why Kenny didn't want to come on. His guys went 13-14. 14-15 or something. Yeah. Uh, they're both okay, though. Uh, but uh, uh, Blows crash and was way back. And then Tedesco went down hard and racked his nuts. So uh, And oh, K-Dub's bike broke, too, by the way, in the main event. That's I don't a know people, I don't know. I didn't watch the main on TV. I don't know if they covered that. Uh, just It just showed him on the side, showed them looking at his front end yeah, or something like that. Yeah, his front brake went out or something or whatever, right. which uh, – which you know, uh, RV's ride too. Good, RV rode. Yeah, yeah. RV he, rode he, strong, he, he man. He did a good job coming from the back. Yeah, he did. Um, good podcast with me again. Mm-hmm. Where he made fun of my recorder. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't get to a lot of stuff tonight. So, but we didn't get to our sponsors. BTOSports.com. Pay attention to the podcast shows. A special code in there to save yourself some money. X brand goggles. Check them out on the web. X brand. Dot com Michael Lessie same goggles that Michael Lessie threw off in the heat in the heat race due to the roll off sticking. Is that, is that what the problem was? The roll off? Yeah, stuff? I mean, I don't think it was. It wasn't the goggles. I'm I'm just joking. It was not the goggles, but uh-huh. uh, uh, got water in them. Got got splashed or whatever. I taped them up. I did everything I could do. Apparently, didn't do enough. It so. was interesting. Uh, actually, it was good to see him joking with you on the Twitter about the goggles. He was uh, joking with me doing, on the Twitter, but I got right. sources back at the truck. That after the heat race, uh-huh. there was no laughing matter. <laughs> there was no laughing matter back at the truck. Uh-huh. But yes, good to see him joking with me. But right. uh, and I, but I talked to some goggle experts. Mm-hmm. I did all the things that they do. To the, I mean, you know what I mean. Like I, I there was. You gotta cover your tail, yeah. I covered all the bases to waterproof a pair of rolloffs, and sometimes shit happens. Indeed, you know. A lot of people don't know about goggle prep. Oh yeah. So. Um, 
Uh, check them out on the web. JGRMX. We're going to have one of the JGR guys on the show next week or, or the next show we do. Uh, FMF Racing. Thanks to FMF for stepping up big time. FMF's Take 20 program ends February 28, 2011. So uh, you can save 20% off on any of their four-stroke products. So you save a ton of money. Check them out on Facebook as well. Uh, Donnie Elmer Jr. is going to come on the show soon too. Two bench with AGV helmets. Same helmet. David Millsaps, Ivan Tedesco, Valentino Rossi use. Thanks to those guys. Kicker O'Neill. They're on board. Kicker is providing the headphones that Tits used tonight on the show. They work so, phenomenally. And we have some prizes for Kicker to give away down the road. Uh, I don't know how we'll do it, but we're going to do something. And we're also going to do a contest, Tits. We, we, we need to come up with the official rules on the, the SA deal. If I don't know. Be yeah, doing. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, we need to We're going to do it. it. There's a lot of interest going on. Is there? Yeah. I, I, I've on been your asked, Twitter? I've been asked a number of times what the rules are, and I unfortunately I don't have any. Well, I was going to get with uh, – Fuckface over here, Kenny, <laughs> about it. But, uh, yeah, I didn't, you know, I mean, he doesn't, him and I don't talk during the week. Uh-huh. We don't talk. I, I, I've learned that uh, since coming on. Yes. Uh, he doesn't know what's going on in the show mm-hmm. until Monday when he sees the press release like everybody else. Um, but I've been meaning to talk to him. I, I gave him some space this week to regroup. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I didn't give him enough space. Uh, but we need to figure it out. I think we do an essay contest mm-hmm. with maybe a donation mixed in there. But we're going to fly somebody out. Put them up at the H. And the Holiday Inn, the one that the Kenny H. had talked about. Yes. I, I, you lost me for a second. Uh, and uh, and they're going to come and be a guest on the show, and they're going to hang out all show. Hopefully we can make it interesting. Hopefully we have be cool to have an in-studio guest when they come in. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Mercedes tonight, by the way? It was good. Good interview. She hugged you. She did, actually. She hugged you before she left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going for a handshake, but she went for the hug. You so. think your wife's listening? Uh, probably not. She doesn't listen to these. She hugged you. Probably, probably for the best. I saw you grab her ass, too. <laughs> I did, actually. Saw that. She's never <laughs> coming dirty back. faces and stuff like that. All right. And then so then we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Kenny will be back in two weeks. Uh, I don't. I feel confident in that. I, I hope so. The, t- today was good, but I we, we need Kenny, that's for sure. Well, maybe you shouldn't have pissed him off, tits. You heard those callers. <laughs> so sure. before we go, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you. No show next week. We'll see you in two weeks. And we have something to say to Kenny once again before we go. Hey, uh, sorry, I'm going to interject for a second. Anyone uh, send tweets to Swiss Core if you have any recommendations for the year interview show. Anyway, that's all. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then uh, one last thing. uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We would generally like to say this to Kenny, and then we will see you next week. Sorry, so sorry that I was such a fool. I didn't know love could be so cruel. That was amazing. You guys changed people's lives tonight. I know, it was so awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, compared to bullshit. You know how to cut to the core of me, You're so wise. You're like a miniature Buddha, covered in hair.